thanks for all coming on time this guy time guys i mean we're not doing a podcast today we're just going to enjoy ourselves at the carnival but it seems like a good like, excuse since we just saw a double team which also has a carnival um, yeah, I'm so excited, but I'm surprised the carnival's still open with all this rain. Like, it's torrential, uh, torrential downpour, and I'm just, I'm glad they kept it open. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people here, too. It's mostly, like, employees, it looks like. So, did anybody, like, go on any of the rides yet or anything? No, no, I stopped to see the uh, tiger, who is in a very small cage um, with nothing in it. Just, like, just a metal cage. Yeah, he keeps making eyes at you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like, I thought maybe, like, the tiger was sort of trying to indicate to me that something was going on. I sort of felt... There was a communication between me and the tiger. Why would you think that? It's I, a tiger, you know, right? I don't know, but somehow I just knew. Yeah, it's great. You can reach right through those bars and pet it if you want. <laughs> it's true. He doesn't mind. Is that what all those scratches are from oh, on no. your arm? No. Oh, that's another <laughs> other reason. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I'm going to try to get some cotton candy from this burly, angry-looking cotton candy salesman. Yes, what flavor would you like of cotton candy? Are there flavors? The, whatever, the pink one. I, I was not expecting this question. <laughs> the pink one. Uh, pink is not a flavor, but I'll give it to you. Yeah, You don't seem to really understand how to use that machine. Like, Do you want your cotton candy or you don't want oh, your okay, cotton I'm candy? Yeah. Don't mess with me, all right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyone want to go to that like shooting game over there where you shoot those toy water guns? Sure. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm game for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these look really real, these guns. It's because they are real guns. Uh, uh, is it okay if we play the game? Um, yeah, with that gun, you can shoot a dick off a hummingbird. Oh, um, are we going to do that in this game? Uh, you know, it, it's actually these little toy boats that are yeah. going by, but if you pretend they're hummingbirds, you can shoot their dicks off. I th don't hummingbirds have cloacas? <laughs> We're not going to get into that. On okay, podcast, great, great, yes, great. Yes, I do know the answer to that. <laughs> okay, cool. I actually, it's funny you said that. I actually have my own gun. I went to get a balloon over from that clown over there, and he handed me this Uzi for some reason. Oh, my God, Steve, a clown handed you a gun? Mm-hmm, yeah, no problem, yeah. Yeah, the, I tried to get some funnel cake, and the guy didn't really understand how the funnel cake machine worked. I tried to get some popcorn, and the popcorn machine didn't seem to be working. But I have a bunch of Coca-Cola here. There seems to be tons and tons of Coca-Cola vending machines here. Yeah, I noticed that. I like almost slipped on some. Like it was all over the counter. I almost like slipped over some Coca-Cola. Oh, I saw that when you were covered. You did this beautiful kick. It I just, did. Yeah. Yeah. It that looked was really cool. I don't think I could do it again, but I think it looked really cool. Guys, isn't it weird that we're the only people at this park right now? I mean, oh wait, there's a lady. That's that's great. She just has a really big coat on, and there's something underneath it. Yeah, in a costume horse situation where there's like four legs. Yeah, I, ugh, I don't know. I'm getting some weird vibes from this place. I mean, it's a carnival. I expect it to be a little bit weird, but, you know, it is very weird. You know, I got a sense from the tiger that something bad is going down. You know, it's we're getting really wet because it's raining on yeah. us. I can't believe we traveled all the way to Europe just for this. Right. Mm -hmm. There's all these people on top of the stands pointing guns. Yeah. I don't really understand. Hey there, mister. Oh, hi. Um, hi. 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 I, I, <laughs> Hello. Hello. You know what my son's favorite thing is? Um, oh, I God. Is this a game? Am I, are we guessing? I mean, there's a lot of fun toys. That Funnel cake? Win. Yeah. Did I stutter, mister? 
Is but, it, um, is he into I, TikTok? I don't know. Did he? Is that a trick question? But I, I don't think you're giving us an answer. We, we guessed a lot. Fortnite, maybe? <laughs> That's a good guess, mister. He's really into riding his little pony, mister. Oh, oh, okay. Wow, I, that's that it would have been a while I mean? before I got that. <laughs> you guys that. must be really well off if you can have his own pony. Like All a hobby horse? Or? Yeah. On the weekend specifically, he likes to ride his little pony, mister. Huh. That oh, horse is okay. really going to miss him, mister. Hey, guys, I think we should just leave and slowly back away mm-hmm. from this guy. Mm-hmm. He seems kind of crazy. Yeah, and very wow. presumptuous of our gender yeah. identity. I mean, the red flag should have been the guns pointing at everyone first, but now I think we should leave. Yeah, if you'll excuse me, mister, I'm going to converse with this tiger yeah. and then climb up on this, like, ride. Okay, you do you, man. Yeah, help yourself. That's great. Just be careful. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, cool. We have a button. That's the button. That's the button. <laughs> And our contestants this week are Steve Goff, playing as Steve Veros. Yeah, hello everyone. Steve Veros here. Mo McGee, playing as Lady or Tiger. Hey everyone. And Bob Killian, playing as Delta Bob. <laughs> Toodaloo? And of course, our contestants are playing for this week's mystery prize that will be revealed at the end of the show. So yeah, double team. I really like this movie. It's got an awesome pacing. It's from a really interesting Hong Kong director who seems to have a good idea about how to frame and shoot action. It's extremely weird, and we'll get into that, but what were your guys' initial thoughts? Yeah, it's a fun action movie. Um, It starts off with so much exposition. I was like ready to take notes so quickly because they just (laughs) gave it to you all up front, and it's just like, oh my God, where are they now? What are they doing? Um, I also will... Fully di- full disclosure, had to like double check three times to make sure I was watching this, the right movie mm-hmm. um, because Jean-Claude Van Damme also has a double impact movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and du- that's just wild that he has two movies where double in it. And that's the one where he's a, a twin. twin. So you yeah. think double team would be that one. But it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had to just make sure before I started watching. And we will be covering Double Impact if you keep letting us record these. Po- that will happen at some point. Yeah, I agree uh, with you, Mark. I think that I was uh, really enjoying the visuals uh, in the film. I think there's a lot of really cool action bits. Um, there's a lot of really nice like setup. Um, it looks great. You know, a lot of really interesting things uh, as part of the movie, um, and uh, it, it really when there is really really bad acting in it or like really weird dialogue it just uh, that i think is what pushes this movie into the realm of what did we just watch <laughs> because uh there is a lot of that and it uh yeah but but i agree it i think the action is great in this movie and i think it has a lot of it does a lot of things really well yeah to that point i i mentioned it before it's um i hope i'm pronouncing his name right it's a uh, choi hark is a hong kong filmmaker he came to the united states 
did two Hollywood movies. He did this and another John Claude Van Damme movie, and then went back to Hong Kong and, to my knowledge, never did another like Hollywood movie ever again, which is a shame. John Claude Van Damme movies are kind of weird, but he's really good at like finding like um, non American, non like English speaking directors who like have some juice. The one that comes to mind is Hard Target is a John Woo movie and that was I think his first English language movie was with Van Damme like he definitely appreciates like Asian filmmakers and is willing to give them a chance it's just a problem that they their first movies have to be a John Claude Van Damme movie <laughs> because his fingerprints are all over this script mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we've we've seen a lot of John Claude um, literally and figuratively we've seen almost <laughs> all of his movies and uh, this is probably my second favorite after Bloodsport. Yeah. Uh, Bloodsport's an absolute classic. It's it's dumb and it, there's no downtime. It's also I think shorter than this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Double Team just moves. It's it's dumb. It's really <laughs> really dumb. Um, but it it scratches like a a perfect itch for me um, in terms of sort of schlocky action. And I think it's great. Yeah. One of the things that I think really helps the pacing is. I didn't I didn't go through this much, but almost all the movie is ADR'd. Like yes. there'll be mm. like a scene and before the person like says their line, it cuts away. It's like filmed like a nature documentary almost. <laughs> like almost no one is speaking on screen because they're like, we're already on to the next shot. And it does have that tiger in it. Yeah, it that's true. Yeah. I'm pretty sure most of the plot is ADR though. I think mm. they're just like throwing stuff in to try to make it like, okay, let's keep this moving. Yeah. It's just very complicated. And um, I know the writer of the actual like script. Um, I have it written here. You know him? I know him very <laughs> um, the one of the writers of this movie, Don uh, Jakobsky, has done, is known for a bunch of movies. He did the John Carpenter vampire movie. He mm-hmm. wrote that. He wrote um, Arachnophobia, which mm-hmm. is a movie I, I haven't I seen yet, that. but that's like on my list. Um, he did both Philadelphia Experiment movies and Death Wish 3. It's like a weird combination of movies. Pretty much his entire like screenwriter's credits could be episodes. And then the other pre-note that I had here, the music in this movie is not good. It's like, and again, like I don't the, really recall much music. So that that's like the best compliment that you can give about <laughs> like this. The music to me sounds like when you rewatch a television show on syndication and they don't have the rights to it, so they put in like a generic like soundtrack. Like the one I always think about is Baywatch, mm-hmm. where it's like you're watching a scene in Baywatch and you're like, the mu- this was definitely not the music that they were using when this was like on whatever the like channel was. It's probably like I would say the one of the weaker parts of this movie because I, with like uh, caveating the dialogue being terrible because i think that's part of the charm of the movie but the music is sort of like well this doesn't improve the movie at all like for a positive or negative viewing yeah anybody have anything you want to say before you start no you look great today Mark. oh thank you (laughs) um so then we'll get into the first act so normally i um will include like a thing where we talk about like names of things in this movie a huge problem is when i was looking up this stuff on imdb Many of the people whose names are credited in this movie are never spoken aloud. Like, I was yeah. blown away where I, I had to do a thing where I would find a person on IMDb, then control F for that name on, in the subtitles, and they wouldn't come up. 
Oh my god. I think there are only five speaking roles where their names are said on ca- camera. There's John Claude's character of Jack. Oh, you're going to tell us? Gonna... <laughs> yeah. I guess we're not getting Never asked. Wary. No, yeah. no. I've got plenty of questions otherwise All right. about this. But it's like the John Claude character, the Stavros, Mickey Rourke character, mm-hmm. Yaz, um, who's Dennis Rodman's character, the um, wife. Um, Catherine. Catherine, and then... See, we were all ready. I was ready. We were all ready, Mark. This really works out for me because I didn't watch the first half of the movie (laughs) for this. I I came in, like, during the second half, and I also didn't remember anyone's name, so this this plays plays right into my hand. All right. Uh, And Moisha Levant. You forgot Moisha. Who was that? It was one of the, the, like, uh, uh, people at the island. It's like one oh, of the, yes, like, that yeah. Is the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, I think uh, I got oh, this name right. Yeah, and Moisha then, um, uh, the, that's right, the Arthur character, who's, like, the main the guy in the, in the, the guy? Yeah, 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 um, yeah, on Wikipedia, those are the only five names name. listed oh. on like there. Like, Goldsmith? Goldsmith, yeah, yeah Alex Goldsmith, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, those five names are the only ones listed on Wikipedia, and that really, like, attuned me to, like, Maybe the other people aren't actually mm. like named in that yeah. movie or named in like passing in a way that yeah. I don't feel like constructing a question. All so right, well, goodbye points. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had no idea. <laughs> I really <laughs> pat myself on the back here. All right. Um, so I've got two rounds of questions where we're going to kind of take the scenes in order. And then in the third round, I've got like something that's a little bit out of order. This movie begins very abruptly. Like, and within, like, within, I think, 90 seconds, the entire first set piece is done. Um, so what is Quinn's last mission? He is recovering stolen plutonium outside Croatia from Iraqis? Yeah, that is probably all right. But it's, <laughs> it's like, I only had steel plutonium, so... Okay. Um, yeah, you definitely got it right. That set piece is great. It's a shame it lasts 90 so seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's real fire. There's stuntmen who are really sliding on the pavement and stuff. Like, it really is, like, this is, like, a like an actual action movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't sort of, like, a phone-it-in. Like, these, like, late 90s, especially Hollywood late 90s movies, the stunts get a little bit phoned in, I feel like. Yeah, the... The scene is good. The font is not. Oh, those, no. Uh, yeah. Those opening credit <laughs> fonts right. are abysmal in yeah. this movie. They really stand out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my biggest criticisms with this movie is I agree. That scene is so good from an action standpoint. It's such a great action scene, and it has nothing to do with the movie at all. Like, there's no, they didn't work that into the plot at all. And, you know, if you're going to do a big action scene, like chase scene, Work it into the script somehow. Like, make it an important part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and they rushed you know? through it so quickly. Like, an ADR line was thrown in that was just like, okay, as soon as you reach the border, you can resign, or something right. like, like along <laughs> yeah. those lines. And no it's like, dialogue. what is happening right now? Yeah. If I remember, um, Jean-Claude also pulls off a magic trick where they cut from the car just driving along to it, jumping in the air yeah. like with the greatest of ease. Yeah, it, le- it does one of these. It leaps yeah. off the ground. Um and but to that point, he loses a bunch of the truck like parts of the back. Like you think in your mission to steal plutonium, if you lose a whole cart of plutonium, then you didn't complete your mission. Like after he lands, the back cart just like flies off. So that all that plutonium is there still. Yeah, mm-hmm. he really wasn't successful then, was he? 
I don't know. We don't, again, because then we cut away to somewhere in the south of France where Jean-Claude Van Damme and his wife are having some marital bliss and Jean-Claude is having a hard time with his shampoo. So the next question, um, what is the, he, does he mistake the sculpture for his wife's sculpture? Uh, it is uh, supposed to be a swan, but he thinks it is a cow. Yes. Which it doesn't look like either of those things, for those of you who haven't watched the movie. Also, speaking of her art, she's an artist. She's supposedly very good. Her butterfly tattoo sucks. Like, yeah. it's so basic looking. I feel uh. like she could have drawn something better. Well, presumably she didn't do the tattoo on her back, so it's not her fault. But still, you would have thought that it'd be like, it, I don't know, it looked like a very generic butterfly. And I'm like, she could have done something fancy. Yeah. So, um, did anybody catch the name of the CIA guy? This isn't a question. No, I was waiting for it. I didn't hear them say it at all. No, they never say it. Okay. Yeah, so his name is, he's credited as Brandon. Hmm. And he's good in the, no. I think he does a good job, but he goes to the south. Of, oh, I think, I think. <laughs> I strongly uh, disagree with you, Mark. <laughs> Mark, I thought, like, when I think of the bad acting in this movie, like, he was one of the main ones I think of as that guy. Well, that's what I love about it. It really does feel like he was dubbed in from a non-English speaking actor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he truly does feel like it's a, like a white dude in a Hong Kong movie. And it's just like, he comes up and everything he says is some generic nonsense. And it's like, yeah, you gotta get back in the game or whatever. It's like, there's no escape and like, blah, 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 blah. He, you can't retire until he does. And it's yeah. like, yeah, this is great. He just comes in and his line, I assume on the script, his line just said in brackets, exposition. Yeah, And then Explain. on the next scene, it just said, dies. Yeah. Like, and, and he fills in those blanks. Like, like, like I agree. He, it's bad acting, but it fits. Everything, like, it, like is bad in this yeah, movie. Yeah, and then the movie goes out of its way to explain his importance. It's like, we needed you because you were the one to bring uh, Jack Quinn out of retirement. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, another one of these tropes in, like, spy movies or something where it's like, you are the only one who can possibly do this, you know? Like, forget working as a team. Like, we have a whole agency that's, yeah. like, working on this. No, you are the only one that can do this. Yeah, this is also, like, our third movie we've done where there's been a rivalry. Right. Like, the, like the, somehow they're connected to each other and, like, oh, the, the hero and the villain, and they very much just, like, one of them has to defeat the other. Yeah, if only there was some sort of secret organization that had a handle on that exact type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when when that character whose name I've already forgotten, Brandon, you said? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when when Brandon blows up and Mickey Rourke is walking away from the car and they explode, so unearned. Yeah. So uh, unearned. Yeah. Like, we just met that character 10 seconds ago. Like, yeah. yeah. Mickey Rourke put, like, the child lock on his car or something? Yeah. In the front yeah. seat, he should have been able to unlock his own car. Right. And I oh, another like great trope of action movies in that scene where the bomb beeps. You know, <laughs> it's like if you're building a bomb and it beeps, you've made a mistake. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's safety features. Yeah. 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 You want to give them a good ten seconds to <laughs> yeah. maybe escape. Yeah. So I'm glad that you guys brought up the explosion scene because then we go to Antwerp where. Um, like John Claude meets um, Dennis Rodman. So we've been outside Croatia, then to the south of France, then to Rome, and then to Antwerp, and we haven't hit 10 minutes in the movie. <laughs> it's like in the nine minute mark that all that happens. And so the next question I have when Van Damme and Rodman meet, um, what is the joke that Van Damme says about his hair? 
Um, who did your hair, Siegfried or Roy? Yeah. yeah. Which doesn't make any like they're not known for doing <laughs> like hair. There's no, because like, it was tiger stripes, right? He had the orange hair with the black tiger stripes going through. That must oh. be. But every time they cut away from Dennis Rodman and cut back, his hair is a different color. Yes. So it is like I wanted to talk about that. Every time they travel, he must dye his hair because it changed like five times. Like sometimes in the same day, it mm-hmm. was a different color. Yeah. So I don't have the rest of that um, exchange written down, but I did want to bring up. So John Claude says that that banger of a joke about his hair. And then um, he says, the last person who made fun of my hair, he's still like trying to pull himself out of his own ass or something like that. And then John claude says, I don't want to know about your sex life. And it truly sounds like Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, like it's crazy how that line is delivered. And you, if you're doing ADR, Make him do an ADR of that so he can redo it and just show Rodman or something like that. It's it's one of the few lines that's said on camera and it's not said very well. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, since Jacques Claude Van Damme is playing the lead and it's the the agent, like they he, they tried so hard to give him zingers and I'm not sure if it's because of his accent or his delivery, but like it just it did not land. His zingers I, did not land. I am betting money that the script that he was handed was not the final number of... I'm sure he's pointing... He's like, there has to be a zinger here. Because Rodman is so effortlessly charismatic on camera. Yes. And he does... He has some jokes, like a lot... Pretty much everything he says is like a joke or a riddle. But it, it, it those are very much he's reading from the script that someone else wrote. And I just am convinced that Van Damme was like... He's reading Rodman's lines and he's like, I want two more zingers in this scene. Like, he had his own people offset writing his zingers for him. Yeah, it really struck me that scene as if like it was as if Rodman asked somebody to like fill in like, hey, can you run lines with me like Van Van Damme? Because Van Damme is delivering these zingers, but they're really not hitting. It's just like he's just like saying the words. Yeah. This this movie has so many basketball jokes in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's so confusing as to why because none of the obviously Dennis Rodman. I I know Dennis Rodman is a basketball <laughs> player. He's not in the movie though. You're saying Dennis Rodman is He's not a basketball is, player. Yeah. yeah. It's just too so, much of a wink to the audience to be like, "Hey, here's another right. basketball they joke." They keep doing it and it's it's very confusing. Like I can't think of another movie that is like, "Here's a I mean, it's like Airplane." Like yeah. like it's the joke from airplane with kareem yeah, truly they, they did two jokes in that there's mm-hmm. the one joke where he's like they the kid is bothering him and then when they pull him out unconscious he's wearing his glasses and like the pants yeah that that movie is silly on every level and they left the they only included two this movie has i'm not going to get to it because we're going to be talking about it uh-huh. but it, there's more than two um but yeah so then Yaz takes him to his like freaky mirror room where they have all these stunts and then they speak entirely in um, like cliches and jump around the room and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And then Van Damme, I guess, has all of his weapons that he needs to like go take out Stavros. So after um, he gets the weapons from Yaz, he is going to like uh, confront Stavros at the carnival. Before that, they go to like a like a I don't know what it is like a like a warehouse room or something where he like meets his team. The very first thing that is mm-hmm. said when he comes in, does anybody oh, remember God, what it, it was? So dumb. I don't think I, re- I don't think I like I remember. Is, are we buzzing in? Yeah, you can buzz in. Or, yeah. Hello. Yeah, that's a good guess. <laughs> but okay, I think it's something no. along. It's like this is Delta One. Um, 
if you've never heard of him? Yes. Okay. It's, it's basically that. So the line is, gentlemen, this is Delta One. Forget you ever saw him. Yeah. Which if, why have a whole meeting if you've like ever, <laughs> like forget you've ever saw him. I think that's supposed to be something different. Like you never saw him or something. Or like if like nothing leaves this room or mm-hmm. something. But I've just named two better lines just yeah. now. Like, and it's a hard thing to say before you're about to go on assignment with these people. You don't want to forget about him then because then yeah. you're working with him. Forget him afterwards. Gentlemen, this is Delta One. Avert your eyes. <laughs> yeah. A, a polite hello goes a long way, yeah. I just want to say. <laughs> yeah, but, and this is not a question because it's, I rewinded I, the thing about three times and then I finally put it together as well as did some research on it. Did anybody catch how they know that Stavros will be at the carnival? Because they do explain it, but it's very complicated. <laughs> so it, it's like a, isn't it a custody changing hands thing where his his wife has the child and there it's like a it's like a weekend split parentage <laughs> situation yeah so that's what it seems like so that is why he's at there but why they know yeah. why he's at there they didn't know oh. he had a kid before time so what happens well, is it was a court ordered like that <laughs> he gets yeah. the kid on the weekend there's a social I think. worker there too to yeah, monitor right. it yeah. <laughs> that's who he was under the code of was the social worker yeah um so what happens is like seconds after they deliver like the gentleman line they say um this is mr yamir um he gave us the information about stavros going to the amusement park and as they say that because it's all edr they cut to a man in the shadow he's sitting in a wooden <laughs> chair in the shadow it's like 0.25 seconds of a scene mm. but then all, all of it off screen they say mr Yum-, and then i was like googling i'm like is that shown later or is that a fake name for somebody else? And it's never explained. So mm. Mr. Ymir is sitting in the, in the shadows in a chair telling them that that's where Stavros will be at the fair or oh, the carnival. Interesting. And is that spelled like Y-I-M-I-R? Y-A-M-I-R. Oh, okay. okay According to the subtitles got of this it. movie. Oh, uh, man got paid for work that day. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Do you get paid if you're... If you're like a body double in the shadow and not like don't have any lines. I mean, you don't get exposure, but you might get paid. Yeah, literally no exposure in that scene. Um, We zoomed past it, but I did want to briefly mention in the scene where he meets Yaz for the first time, they go to that club and they're the way that they get into the the back (laughs) is the least practical (laughs) like way to have a secret hideout where Yaz like motions to a woman who's like dancing but in underwater yeah <laughs> and she has to hit a switch credited as mermaid because oh. again uh, everybody mm-hmm. no one just said like like henchman or so or like everyone has like a name in this movie but that's the worst of both worlds because <laughs> yeah. one to have the secret headquarters you need to let one of your people in on it they're featured prominently at the front where people will see them hit the switch and then the door open. And then on top of that, you're not in control. So like someone else has to open the gate for you. Yeah. I can see it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but seeing someone in full scuba gear in a uh, like tank (laughs) dancing around, uh, not really a turn on. (laughs) Disagree. Um, (laughs) I was convinced you were going to say yuck anybody's jazz. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say like, 
it is a power move. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. To have to have the underwater dancer like be the one to let you in is a power move. I will say Isn't that. Isn't there something with scuba where you should not be underwater for a certain amount of time? Like, what's her shift hours like? How long does she have to be there for? Yeah, it is Europe, so I'm sure they have a ben- generous benefits and stuff like that, <laughs> and like overtime and all that stuff is good. Yeah. So you did say like we zoomed past it. We're only zooming today. Like we're. <laughs> We're now um, at the amusement park, which is a very strange... They, they managed to get in a little bit of soft bigotry where they're like, those two women in burkas, like, follow them around or something like that. It's like, wow. Oh, boy. This, yeah. I had so many questions about the amusement park scene, mm-hmm. but I'll let you well, ask I'll have first. A, yeah, I have some questions <laughs> yeah. about the amusement park. We haven't park. yet gotten to the part where I watched... so yeah luckily it's right after this so if i can if i can get past this part i think it'll be good so in the amusement park how does van damme know that stavros is using a decoy um he either opens that he's using his offhand yeah yeah, so he's using his offhand but to get either a hot dog or like a pe- like an ice cream like mm-hmm. and we all know you never use your offhand to grab like a concession from somebody definitely not yeah it's disrespectful yeah yeah so stavros is somewhere in the area we've lost him the mother of his child is kind of like a little rascaling him in like a big mm-hmm. suit um like a big coat and then they like meet up so the next question i have he, or no, this actually isn't a I just wanted to say the tiger straight up warns Mickey. So the tiger is canonically a bad guy in this mm-hmm. movie. He's mm-hmm. one of Stavros's like, um, you think they took out the real tiger and put in Stavros's like tiger, like before they oh, did yeah. this? Oh yeah, it's like an in, yeah. yeah. I, I would like to think it's the same tiger that comes back at the end of the movie. So that oh. is like Mickey Rourke's buddy. Well, I've got some bad news. It was probably the same tiger like in real life, but canonically we can also say it's the same tiger. <laughs> that was the same tiger they were abusing in Rome. Yes, almost yeah. certainly. Yeah, I oh, I didn't like that. I wondered if maybe the tiger was in with Yes because uh, you know, he gets his hair done by Siegfried or Roy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's a lot of tiger references in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And yeah. tigers in this movie. Yeah. And then one other thing that I wanted to mention about the carnival scene cuz then like they f- figure it out and then they start fighting. There's one scene where Mickey Rourke seems to have like a spider sense where it like slow motions and like Mm -hmm. it like bokeh sort of weird. And you're like, wow, that'll probably happen a second time, perhaps in the scene or perhaps in another scene. And I double checked. It never happens. (laughs) It happens that one time, like shortly before the like Coca-Cola like stunt that Van Damme does. And then it never happens again. Also with the child reveal, which was a reveal that, that this baby mama was very dramatic about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know why they did it that way. It's for the audience to have a reveal. But why would she just walk around an amusement park with a child underneath her coat? Like, it, it's, it, it's, there's kids around there. That's not, not normal to, to see a kid walking around. But she waited till that moment to expose him to the world. And I am so confused. Imagine trying to keep a six-year-old, like, under your trench coat. Like, they yeah. norm- they're famous for, like, wanting to run around and stuff like that. That's, like, some very disciplined parenting there. Yeah, this movie definitely studied from Face Off, which is also a movie where a child gets murdered, like, accidentally in yeah. a, at an amusement park. Very early and on. And it's the inciting incident of the plot. Right. And it's also, right. like, 
three seconds of the movie in both of these scenes. Yeah. So. And the movie could have been over quickly because uh, Van Damme hesitates to shoot because of the kid, but then the kid just dies anyway. Like, he could have still gotten the shot on Stavros, and I don't know, everyone ended up yeah. dead. There's mm-hmm. a lot of mass shootings. Doesn't that happen? A lot of casualties, and I think they're Van Damme's fault. Yeah. Doesn't it happen in Punisher, too? Isn't that also, they get, the yeah. family gets killed in front of a mm-hmm. carousel or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just a real common thing apparently (laughs) never go on a carousel yeah it's dangerous so anyway so the next so we have left the um the amusement park and then we've gone to like a european hospital which i it's it's a very i have probably have like 12 questions about the european hospital but (laughs) the first one i have is they're fighting in the hospital um and Nikki Rourke says a, a monologue, which I'm convinced, like the Gary Busey monologue from Surviving the Game, was probably in the script, but was probably not delivered in the same way as he did in the in the filming. What is does he say is his son's favorite thing to do? Uh, ride his pony on the weekends. Yep, ride his little pony on the weekends. Not during the week, because during the week we've got things He's with to his do. mom. Yeah, yeah with sure, his mom. sure. But on the weekends, he loves riding his little pony. So I do have a couple of questions like later on that are specific to the fight scene, but that fight scene in the hospital is crazy. Oh, God. In a maternity yeah. ward. Yeah. I, that is, that was a choice. maternity ward. That was a choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's no people. Yeah. There's no hospital <laughs> no staff. There's, there's no one at the front there's door. There's no power. And that yeah. was just as upsetting. These doctors abandoned all these newborns. Mm-hmm. They heard gunshots, and they got themselves out of there and left all the babies behind. Yeah, is the hospital right next to the... Um, the amusement park? Do they just wander into the hospital? It must be. Yeah, I guess. It's sort of like in our last movie where they, um, it's like the, um, the junkyard <laughs> right next to the, the high, high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, after, as an audience, we had to watch a child die and then watch gunshots in a maternity ward and glass flying around babies. And I don't know, that was, they made a choice and it mm-hmm. was a really rough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then Van Damme is unable to defeat Savros. Which is sad. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say before. They make a big deal about the bullets being like sleeping bullets. So why wouldn't Van Damme be okay with taking the shot? Like tranquilizer bullets. Yeah. Oh. They, so they're taking if, him in alive. Yeah, they're taking him in alive. Bedtime so, bullets. Yeah, anytime they shoot, if they shot the sun, obviously that's not great for like a child to get an adult sized like, like, but it's not like shooting him with a bullet. It's shooting yeah. him with a tranquilizer. Which well, he eventually was shot with a bullet. Yeah, yeah. They, they do shoot him with a bullet. That's yeah. what I mean. So again, they, like everything that happens is Van Damme's fault. There's mm-hmm. probably a lot of casualties at that carousel. He already that. hated Van Damme, didn't he? Or did he have no relationship with Van Damme before that? No, they were nemesis because they were okay they said like you as long as he's around you you can't retire until he does yeah yeah unspoken unmentioned rivalry so they mickey rourke does address that in this monologue he says all of the times we've met in the past was business it was but now it's personal mister because he says mister several (laughs) times in that monologue yeah thank you for clearing that up (laughs) i'm gonna have to rewatch it now watch that scene yeah yeah Um, that's where you'd start watching when you yeah right when we get to the colony i'm excited (laughs) all right i have to skip that question because i was going to ask what the name of the island was Oh, (laughs) Oh. (laughs) 
hard part of a trivia podcast is that <laughs> you don't want to say yeah, too much because say of the questions. The question. I don't fear that sometimes. No yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm listening for, I have a question uh, and I'm listening for if it happens. <laughs> if it doesn't happen, I'm going to ask it. Oh, yeah. Well, um, so yeah, Van Damme doesn't um, take in Savros and he has to go to the island, which is a punishment or is a sort of like an alternative career path. <laughs> or is like I'm genuinely unclear. So obviously, from the audience standpoint, the colonies are bad guys, but are they bad guys in the same way that like the people Van Dam worked for before are like? What what do you what did you the impression you guys got of the colony? That brings me to the question: Is Van Dam a CIA agent? Or they did, they say he's an agent, and I know the one guy Brand, Brandon was CIA because uh, Mickey Rourke makes a joke about how inefficient they are. Mm-hmm. But like, what what is Van Dam? Is he CIA? Is this what the CIA does to retire their agents, which seems like a waste of talent? But yeah, I was unable to find any of that. I mean, I have that thing at the beginning. They call it an international spy. So yeah. that's that's what he's considered in the IMDb description. Yeah, I wonder if it's purposely vague. You yeah. know, it's just like, oh, he's, <laughs> well, everything is, yeah. Yeah. is purposely yeah, vague. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of being poorly written. You could be like, yeah. it was vague on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the colony, it's, they kidnap him. Like, he's wounded in that scene where he's fighting Stavros, and then I guess they pick him up in the ambulance, and then they take him to the colony and pretend that he's dead. But... Mm. We don't really get that information. He just wakes up in a bed on the colony. He's got a comedy bandage on his head. Oh, yeah. My yeah. God. <laughs> they put him right to work, too, after that head wound. Yeah. yeah like, he, okay, get started. There's like blood coming out of his head bandage. He yeah. looks like vintage word art, like from yeah. Microsoft Word. If you type in like injury, it's like, guy, he was missing a thermometer sticking out yeah. of his mouth. I was going to say Looney Tunes. Like Daffy, <laughs> after an explosion, he's got like a bandage on his head like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But the colony is interesting. There's, um, it makes me think of this TV show on uh, not, I don't know, Apple TV Plus, but they're not sponsoring, um, <laughs> called Slow Horses, which is about like uh, British intelligence, MI6, MI5, I forget which one. But uh, slow, like, they, there's a place called Slough House in the show, and that's where like uh, agents who've messed up or are retiring go, and it's just like th- the joke of it. But in the colony, it, it's higher stakes because you can choose to be in this retirement, like you've messed up, here's where you belong place, or you can choose to die. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just seems wild that it has to be a secret. It has to be remote. Like they mm-hmm. can't go back to their lives. They have like their families think they're dead. Like it just seems like a little too much where they could very much just have like a retirement house they could go to or somewhere else where it's just like, yeah, you're still not going to share global secrets but you don't have to be on this laser-beamed island either. Mm-hmm. They're like the Illuminati if the Illuminati had a big boss who was bigger than the Illuminati, <laughs> like who kidnapped them and tricked them into being in the Illuminati. Yeah, it does bring me to one of my favorite sort of like questions when people bring up conspiracy theories is like, what do, what do like the day laborers have to gain for working on the Illuminati? Like we see people who are like pilots and like like sort of like maintenance people around the island do they get to tell their families that they work on the colony or like (laughs) do they have to live on the colony like are they stuck there like what what would anybody gain i can understand the idea of like the people at the very top the super genius or like the super like leader or whatever but like there's somebody sweeping the con- like Van Dam seems to like somebody comes in and cleans Van Dam's room. What do they get out of being like a 
part of the colony. I buzzed in. Um, <laughs> uh, they get, get paid. I guess, yeah, but you can get a regular job no, that lets you like go good. go home, like out on the weekends, <laughs> and there's no threat of like yeah, that death commute or anything. every day to get to work. Oof, yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. long there's ride. always the off chance you fall into the laser ocean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, OSHA has like got a big problem with this place. Is there is there any railings around the laser ocean or anything? For all we know, OSHA is the one sponsoring yeah. this compound. Like we have no idea where this money is coming from. Where did the lasers end? Yeah, like great we question. like we've been to the Jersey Shore. There aren't any lasers on our end of the like shoreline. Like there's they gotta end somewhere. So Van Dam does agree to um, join the colony. At the beginning they give a very terrible looking like Chiron of like all this information about him um it says he was born in 1959 he wasn't born in Van Damme wasn't born in 1959 uh I'll ask all three you want to guess what year he was born let me think for a second what year is it now 2023 (laughs) okay I'm gonna say he was born in He's a little older than that. I'm going to say he's 51. 19, 1951 is when he was born. 1951, you're saying? Yeah, I do think they, they probably made him seem younger because that's what movies do. Um, what, what, what year did the movie come out again? This movie came out in 97. 97. Um, no. No. I'm going to go 1955. Okay. So I want to say like 1961 maybe? I, I think it's 1961 also. 1960. Oh. So he did. They did actually age him up for this movie for some hmm. reason, not by much. I looked up earlier how old he was, and he was 62. So I knew that, and then I did the math, and I I miscalculated. Oh, no. I had an extra 10 in there, so it was like 51. I have a comment about the lasers, but I'll wait if there are more questions about um, the island. I don't have any laser specific questions, oh, but okay. I do have a few more colonies. So it's up to you where you feel like you want. Oh, to put it. Yeah. yeah. So the lasers. When when we're being oriented to the lasers in the water, he says that the lasers start a meter deep under the water. Well, then you could swim across the lasers, right? <laughs> I mean, if they're that far underneath, like, you don't have to swim down a meter. You could just swim across the lasers. I suspect the idea being that you'd be easy to see. Right, But you're yes. absolutely right yeah. that you couldn't, like, you couldn't hide under the water. Right. But you could swim above yeah. the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would wreak havoc on the local wildlife. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, right. It's like... They look across the water and it's like this beautiful, pristine. What there would be are a ton of fish and like <laughs> whale fish. corpses, yeah. Yeah, like animal yeah. corpses just mm-hmm. floating on the and gulls like feasting on the yeah. floating corpses oh, I didn't and think stuff. About that. Yeah. Could we like direct the um, the giant trash island like towards the lasers? Could we burn <laughs> up the trash? Yeah, Com- dueling islands, mm-hmm. like island fight. Yeah. So. Um, after Van Dam puts his thumb on the little machine to prevent him from being killed with like nerve gas or whatever, he's met by Alex Goldsmith. Does anybody remember his like uh, moniker or like nickname? He is the tax man. Yeah. Oh, Why is he the tax yeah. man? No clue. No, it's never furthered. Yeah. I I Does know. The Beatles no, sing they about say him? doesn't he? It's because he always collects. Uh-oh. Doesn't they? Don't they say that in the so movie? Or did the, I imagine that? So <laughs> at the very, it's a, it Steve just put like did. a little like tagline. Yeah. So so at the very end of the movie, he does want a piece of Van Damme's hair. Yeah, you gotta collect. Yeah. So he was murdering people, and he was like taking trophies or something. 
Yeah, that confused mm-hmm. me. I'm not sure if we want to jump ahead to the ending, but why he took the hair. And... Well, he doesn't because he's he's prevented from taking he just the hair. By need him. Any he just laughs about it. it. No, he said proof of tracking, which is but weird because I thought he was going to let him get away and then the smoke bomb happened anyway. I don't know. Boy, I sure hope like Van Damme doesn't update his LinkedIn. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they'll know immediately. The colony is <laughs> great at knowing stuff. Yeah. That's like their whole thing. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, to your point, I don't think that... If he's like, I brought Van Dam back, they're like, you also need to show proof of that. You've brought him back. That's why I thought he was going to let him get away, to be like, I tracked him successfully, but then he, uh, here's the hair as proof, but then he got away. Why? You could have done that, but they didn't. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. And I didn't know why the smoke bomb was so important. Why would I, he I go back the to the way. colony? Yeah, yeah, he got. That doesn't make any sense. You're saying the tax man? Yeah, why? Yeah. Like, I enjoy my Roman holiday. It's like you should stay. Yeah. You don't. Ha- you're you are a guardian, and so you don't. You don't have. Maybe he does have a guardian. But. I guess they're interpreting information and then selling that information out to like nations, but that doesn't make any sense. Like sure. if you have the footage of the plane blowing up, like in that one scene we see, that's it. Like that's, that's all, all you need. Yeah, yeah, that's all the information. Like let them extrapolate whatever they want from that. The colonists are basically just analysts. Like, mm-hmm. They're looking at information, but th- they call themselves the last line of defense. But really, like I don't know, they could have done that somewhere else. I and, still think. And it seems like they have better technology. Like they have that three D imaging software thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing that you need, <laughs> not yeah. Van Dam. Like. <laughs> You've got a bunch of old, like, secret agents who can't work Excel. Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> they're in those weird chairs where they're strapped in. I loved all that 90s technology of what they think that setup would mm-hmm. look like. And, like, there's all these little, like, numbers and things floating around in, this, in the video. And then you also have a little globe at the bottom spinning really fast. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't do anything. It's just a staple of what we think technology would, like... Yeah. Yeah, it was sort of like the 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 stitch ride from Disney World, <laughs> where they like strap you in and you, like the lights go out, yeah. but just that setup where you're chained to the chair. Yeah, it's like which glo- which planet are we on? Oh, Earth. This is something that's happening on Earth. <laughs> yeah, there are global operations, so you need to see. Yeah, that. there's a, a globe. globe moving around. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> so while Van Dam is in the colony, his wife is like out in the rain and in the the pool or something like that's that's their one thing is they like go into the pool and so while she's in the pool she gets a phone call and i found this out later from looking at the imdb that character is credited as savros's girlfriend but Mm. this character like asks her like posing as some sort of like art collector does anybody remember the name of the place that they say they want to display her art her like swan or cow sculpture. Rome. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, does anybody want to get closer than that? <laughs> but yes. Uh, yeah, it's a specific name of a place that I then looked up and is not a real place. It's um the Galleria Luna in Rome, mm. it, and that's the full name. She says the Galleria Luna in Rome. And a quick Google search finds nothing for mm-hmm. that. So I suspect that's not a real place. 
why not lie and say it's a real like choose the like a real Italian like art gallery you're using the Colosseum in this movie it's not like they're afraid to like use real places yeah the the scenes that we see inside of the like the gallery space that they have there is are way too nice for the art that the woman is creating like (laughs) like not to like I mean it's like kudos to the prop master for putting that stuff together it's just like there's a real mismatch between like here's like some big like lampshade type of thing and like here's like a classical art gallery like it really doesn't (laughs) make sense i love the sort of comedy sitcom-esque or could have been a comedy sitcom-esque moment where she says oh it's just my like husband or boyfriend what if she says loved that sculpture and it's like cut to the beginning where he's like your stupid yeah. sculpture is <laughs> yeah. in my way yeah. it's like he does not like that one like yeah that was his favorite sculpture he loved bumping yeah. into it while he was covered in shampoo yeah. you trying know what, to answer yeah. the phone you know what grief does to us we remember things differently yeah, yeah. I guess Van Damme isn't just going to stay in the colony. I was convinced he was just going to be like, oh, well, I'm here in the colony. <laughs> the he end. tries to escape. Um, naughty Van Damme. Mm. Um, so one of the first things he does is he creates a bunch of calendars. Did anybody catch the date of his wife's birthday? Oh, that's, a <laughs> that's a good question. Ooh. All right. I'm going to say it's it's towards the end of a month. I think it's a I think it's a Friday. Because he writes it to the, <laughs> he writes it on the right side yeah. of the calendar. So yeah. I think it's it's either a weekend or a Friday, and I'm worried I'm giving too much help out to everyone else. <laughs> I think it's towards the, I think it's close to the middle of the month. So I want to say it's like a Friday, the the seventeenth or so, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's probably in summer because it seems nice. So I'm gonna say it's. I'm going to, a shout out to the month we're currently in. I'm going to say it's July 17th. And you want the year? No. (laughs) Okay. Okay, 97. That's enough. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say November because I didn't, I just did not pay attention. That's my guess. Um, I think it was like the third week. So I want to say the 23rd. Yeah. I, I'm going to guess March and I'm going to say March. 24th so i was about to give you guys the month but steve kept talking so Uh it's um he puts up three things it's um uh august september october Uh and it's in october um but it's the 27th so you guys you guys are both very very close um yeah it was a friday though yeah it was definitely the end of the calendar because he like draws a big butterfly and he's like happy birthday and the the joke i thought i was gonna make or the comment i thought i was gonna make was he seems to write he writes happy birthday for the whole week yeah Yeah. and some people do a birthday week but but then he does sort of like draw the butterfly on the 27th so i'm like i guess that's it because otherwise it makes van damme seem like Oh, my wife's birthday is this week. Um, yeah, it's one he of probably the day- forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like circle the. He doesn't really like like say which day it is. So, so we're supposed to believe that he wants to escape on the day of her birthday. Right. You think he'd want to get home in time for the due date, but the birthday is the deadline he gives himself. Yeah. yeah. You would even think they would show the calendar a second time to show the time has passed. When when you guessed March, Bob, I was like, oh, that's good because it's a butterfly. That would make sense for this movie. <laughs> He's in the colony for three months, you said? He, he makes three months of calendar. 
Catherine at one point says my husband's been dead for four months. Wow. What? <laughs> no, because I'm like, when's his baby due? Like he's been like she was like super pregnant in the beginning. Yeah. Like, four more months pass. Yeah. Wow. She was only gonna get rounder and softer. But <laughs> also, the movie likes to yeah. point out. <laughs> yeah. But also, it, it also makes me question that relationship again with Stavros and and Van Dam because does Stavros know he calls his wife Butterfly? He I, must, because he said, I have your butterfly. Mm-hmm. But ha- that's such a personal thing for him to know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true, yeah. Again, there's a lot of things done for the audience's sake that just, like, in-universe does not make sense. Yeah, I guess Stavros knows that, but none of the other colony members know right. that, because no, they see that. <laughs> they see it. He hides his wife on a s- southern France, like, getaway island mm-hmm. so, no, like, so that she's safe. You would think that, yeah. Stavros would not know that, or that Van Damme never talked to Stavros about that. Yeah, the colony knows certain things that, like, it doesn't really seem... Like, they they know that they're searching for a particular prescription at, like, the end of the movie, mm. but they don't know where Van Damme's wife has <laughs> been kidnapped to, <laughs> presumably. So the next question I have here is, so, like, Van Damme is, like, training. There's a lot of training montage in this movie. Mm improvised like weightlifting and improvised like training and stuff like that a lot of like cigarettes used as timers and stuff like that you'd think they just give him like a watch that would mm-hmm. like he he the, has a watch the they do yeah. give him a watch yeah. yeah omega yeah so he could just use that to time himself mm-hmm. but the- also i clocked that uh when they when his the sort of enemy that's there gets out of the pool i believe he has like training weights yeah. mm-hmm. on his yes. arm like, presumably they have weights and things yeah. there that he could use. A lot mm-hmm. of the people seem in shape. And presumably, yeah. based on their line of work, they would like to, like, exercise. I think he is trying to pretend, pretend that, that he's, he's not, more yeah. injured than he is. Yeah. Because he keeps, like, doing yeah, right. a lot of this. Yeah. Right. And is like, I'm actually strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That but makes sense. The, one I wasn't th- helpful for anyone. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve pantomimed, yeah. like, uh, using crutches. You can't That's generous. Pretend. Yeah. <laughs> you can't pretend that you're you're not fit. It's one of those famous things that you mm. can kind of see. It's like, wow, it's like he's he's been limping for three months on these crutches, but his like delts are really like defined. <laughs> like he's really trimming down. They he also writes the happy birthday thing, which it seems like he's doing that because he wants to escape by then, as if he's being watched constantly. Right? Because, like, he would write that on the thing if someone were to see it. Yeah. Like, why not just write, I'm going to escape here on this day (laughs) if no one is going to come in and see it? I do think he could keep that in his head. And, again, since it's never spoken to again, we just assume that he's just, like, he wants to escape before then, maybe? I don't know. It's just to show the butterfly again. Um, So while he's training, he's also constantly like having to go into the big planetarium that they have which um has like all of the like events how often is there a big terrorist event that the like colony has all to, the like, time yeah Too I often, guess. all the time yeah he's like con- like large enough that you that it's worth bringing like 20 guys in to like well there's not yeah. enough and that's why because they stop them each time mm-hmm. i guess so yeah con- but um he, um van damme does clock that stavros has captured his wife how does he, like, find that out? Uh, there's a terrorist attack that they blame on Bost Separatists that actually ha- he has written up on the wall, I have your butterfly. Yes, that is the case. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, um, why he does that, doesn't he think Van Damme is dead? 
Yeah, that's a great question yeah. that I had during the movie because I that must mean that Stavros knows about the colony. Yeah. Yeah, because he put that message there for him to find. Mm-hmm. And he knew that he could like just look at random walls like dirt out the terrorist attack. Yeah. Well, he knows that the wife is grieving. So like he knows that the wife thinks that yes. Van Damme is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there another point to that? No, I'm <laughs> just I'm just saying like if there's no way he would know the Van Damme was alive if he didn't know about yes, the colony. Yes. Yeah, Fair, yeah. Like it's not like the wife secretly knows. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm that saying. Yes. yes. Yeah. That. Well, uh, no. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. But then we wouldn't be moving this plot forward as quickly as we are <laughs> if we had stopped to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. We're we're at minute like twenty of this movie, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, and we're at minute sixty-seven of this record. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the only other thing I want to say, because we, we're going to end this kind of at his escape. So he is able to come up with this extremely elaborate, like, um, escape plan involving, like, his thumbprint on a Coca-Cola can that's, mm-hmm. like, one of those, like, birds, the feeding bird-like mm-hmm. things. And then he, like, goes underwater. The, like, the, it's all shot really well, and it's beautiful. That, mm-hmm. like, yeah. that, like um, cliffside is really pretty. So there's a guy who isn't his guardian, because Alex is his guardian, who's hanging out underwater who's the scuba diver like if like when he turns off the lasers he is like going to like hook onto the thing van damme is and then the scuba diver grabs him and then puts a bag over his head yes right yes <laughs> you're already underwater right. yeah right he's already holding that's his great yeah he didn't do anything it, yeah and then they like struggle and stuff he then like kind of like takes his like um his uh like tank off and then is able to like get away and then the other guy gets lasered but as you pointed out bob it's like how many like a whole meter above like if he had just (laughs) floated he would be fine yeah Yeah. and they don't seem to be that deep underwater they're like 40 feet underwater like it's a short he the scuba diver seems like a good swimmer he could yeah. get up there. Yeah. He could surface that quickly. I forgot about what about the the lasers were only a meter under. So it's like, yeah, that scuba diver could avoid being lasered. But mm-hmm. yeah, not to get in the weeds, but I think what the case is, and the movie doesn't really explain this. I think that man was his guardian originally, and then he's killed, and they give him a second guardian. Yeah, because Taxman eventually got switched to be his guardian. Mm-hmm. So that would yeah, make sense if they explained it. It would also explain where he got scuba gear, which I was wondering. Like, where, <laughs> who or gave him that? Him. Right. Yeah. Van Damme, you have to um, stay in your room. Guardian of Van Damme, yeah. you're allowed to go cavorting yeah. around <laughs> underwater in a scuba are, suit. Are we supposed to believe that that's the man who he beefs with at the beginning when he gets to the colony? We can't really I see assume. him because it's murky and we're underwater, but yeah. I assumed it was that guy. Okay, So great. the one time we do see the colony afterwards is when they like are working with the monks and they send that information. They do show a couple of actors. I truly had forgotten what the enemy character looked like, so I'm like, <laughs> is that one of the three actors? They're like really blonde. prominently showing. That narrows it. Yeah, he was blonde and white, and narrows it down to seventy percent of the <laughs> actors they like added for that island scene. Yeah. 
Also, no women on that island. No. Yeah. Are there no women agents? Like, Not ones who mess up, I guess. I guess, yeah. That must yeah. be it. Yeah, they're either, <laughs> yeah, or unfortunately, like they're either like always killed in the field or never mess up. There's yeah. like there's no these in between wishy washy agents <laughs> that somehow survive but fail. Yeah, and we see women agents in the scene at the carnival too. Yep. So, yep. yeah, or they should be one. at the colony. Yeah, De- yeah, the dead shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dead eyes. Dead eyes. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, that's the end of the first round. Someone want to read out the scores? Yes. Uh, Steve has two points. Ooh. I have five, and Bob has two. I'm, I'm not surprised why you wanted to read out the scores. <laughs> <laughs> We've just left Van Damme. He's flying from the island back to Antwerp, I want to say. It's like, take a drink every time we switch like set pieces in this movie. Um... So he's back to um, Yaz's freaky arms dealer-like club. And what does he offer Yaz as collateral in order to get weapons? Uh, He has three CIA bank accounts. Yeah, that's basically the line that he says. Mm-hmm. Something it might be even more drawn out and like weird than that. But yeah, like three CIA bank accounts or something. Now we are at the part of the movie that I saw <laughs> the second time. So which, if I were Yaz and was just he tells him about the colony, I would think that hey, you're dead. You probably don't have access to these anymore, do mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Does he have a line that's like I thought you were dead or no? <laughs> I is he think, just like, hey, so it's you. I think whatever his lo- his vague line is has something to do with, like, I heard you're at the colony or something like that. Like, <laughs> oh, so like, he knows about the colony, I too. I think Everybody so. knows yeah. about Does the everyone colony. Know? I, just, I remember this one line where he's like, I bet you just made up the colony or something. Oh, like that. well, that's so oh yeah. yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. He yeah. does say that. Yeah. It's supposed to be a secret. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds far-fetched. <laughs> I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't believe the movie when it tells yeah. me there's a colony. I think he might say something like, I heard you were dead, but he says it in a way that he's like dead. Hmm. Like not mm. but or maybe he doesn't. It the movie didn't do a good enough job explaining it to us, so So we don't have to. Yeah, so we don't have to. So I don't have any questions about it, but I think it's very important for us to talk about the ambush scene at his house. Most mm-hmm. importantly yes. is so he arrives and there seem to be all these explosions set up. And there seems to be a loop running on a like a car. Mm-hmm. Did they set that up knowing? Did they set that up there like within this two hour period? Van Dam should be there. Did they know down to the exact minute? Because he jumps out of a plane, lands in a field, and then runs over. So it would be very hard for me to imagine like timing down to the exact minute when like the baby bomb is supposed to explode and the people are supposed to jump out. Yeah, that's a good question because the the, uh, agent or the evil agent who was playing the nanny, Mm -hmm. she must have had to be in character for so long just waiting for him to arrive for this very elaborate setup. Yeah, like it's like she reaches a point and she like goes on the mic and is like, all right, everybody reset. (laughs) Like like square one, we're going. Yeah, and they assume it's going to fail because they have the car set up. Right. Like, why Why not just make a better plan? <laughs> yeah. Like, like why not blow up the whole compound? Like, if you really want to get, make sure that you get Van Damme, rig the entire house to blow. <laughs> yeah. And the second he sets on it, like, don't do a timer, don't do any of that, just hit that button and it's the movie is over. 
It's weird they assume he would come back to the house anyway because he's like he was told his wife is kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So why would she still be at the house unless she's being held hostage? Yeah, there? that's true. I, I don't know that. why he went back. No. My question for this movie was how many times is a baby used as a vehicle for a bomb? <laughs> oh wow, that is yeah. not one that I did, but at least twice. <laughs> at least yeah, twice. Yeah. 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 Which then... when you know when Mickey Rourke's character rolls a baby out with a grenade in there it's like all right well any shred of like sympathy that we might have for his character is now gone it's what like okay, we can do whatever we want <laughs> well you know what they say first comes love then comes marriage <laughs> <laughs> But no, but to your point, Stavros is like, he's really dependent on a lot of things to make his plans work. Like he also said in that recording, like your son's arriving tomorrow. And it's like, are you banking on that? Is your whole plan about when she's going to go into labor? Because that's <laughs> right. not always exact. Like, sometimes right. women can be in labor for a very long time. Yeah. If you're planning on tomorrow, like, I don't know. He just, a lot was riding on that with his plan. And I don't know, birth's unpredictable. So he mm. was just some bold moves he mm-hmm. made. Can we talk about the weird scene where Van Damme is like uncomfortable shooting the woman who was pretending to play his wife? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That like really struck me as odd. Yes, she's I like, agree. He's like, oh, I don't have to shoot this woman. And she has the grenade that she's like holding yeah. above her head. <laughs> yeah. And then he sort of closes his eyes and is like, well, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And he starts yeah. shooting at her. Yeah. Also, she, th- she throws that grenade in the pool and it goes off as if it's like 10 grenades. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it goes off as if that pool is full of gasoline. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a chlorinated pool full of water and there's right. fiery explosions. You can visibly see that the explosion starts not in the pool. It I like did, is next to the pool. I did enjoy watching Van Damme do the dive mm-hmm. when you yeah. the, the explosion. Yeah, yeah, and he had just done that because he jumps out of the house too when it blows up, yeah. right? Yeah, he does yeah. a lot of dives in this movie. A lot movie. of dives. <laughs> also, if you're listening and you and you uh, are watching, going to watch this movie, <laughs> watch for the moment. Uh, there's a moment where... I think it was before this scene that we're talking about that, like, they move um, her, uh, Van Damme's wife, out of the uh, room where she's staying. I guess they're taking her to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mickey Rourke busts into the room, and there's, like, some women walking around or presumably, like, helping or, like, nurse or, like, whatever. And he, like pushes one woman down and she's not even in his way like he just pushes her down out of the way that actually hasn't happened yet but that is oh okay there's oh yeah uh sabro's character mistreats a ton of like healthcare workers in this yeah. movie. He doesn't come across many healthcare workers, but he victimizes almost all of them that he comes across. Yeah. The the plan to have the woman pretend to be um Van Damme's wife and then be like attending to the baby carriage. It really is like the scene in Spider-Man where the Green <laughs> Goblin is in that burning building oh, and he like pulls off show. the babushka. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, it's me. The one question I have about that character is, do you think that lady was a nanny who they taught to be an assassin or do you think they found a sa- an assassin who knows like how to take care of a baby? I, I had the same question. I thought she was an actor at first. They hired until she came out with the grenade and I'm like, I, I'm like, this, this, this is not a good gig. You yeah, she was admitted to this. Like, yeah. She was ready to die. Yeah, yeah. like and again, like it's all about the timing of when he'll arrive. But as soon as she left the room, that bomb went off three seconds later. Mm-hmm. So they had that thing timed, and she would have to have left no matter what. I don't know. The timing is very weird, and still, like, and I would have given her more than three seconds to leave personally. Mm. But the henchmen in this movie are more committed to Savros 
than the skeleton army is to um, Skeletor <laughs> in like <laughs> They like worship Stavros. Oh, he's the, such a nice man. Yeah, Stavros leaves a long, complicated, looping message in a car. How do you loop a car stereo? You could, I guess, loop it in the tape, but then when the tape stops, you have to turn the tape over. So I don't know how he was like again. I We're guess we really getting into the yeah. weeds. <laughs> so um, he says where he's taken his wife. Does anybody remember where he's taken his wife? This is actually a real place, as far as I can tell. Oh, I might remember this. Mm-hmm. Hotel Regina. Not Hotel Regina, but it is a hotel, mm. and it is uh, got a Roman sounding name mm. or like Italian sounding name. Hotel Julius Caesar. That's yeah. <laughs> Uh, you could you got to guess Bob. Hotel John the Baptist. <laughs> oh, <laughs> up top. <laughs> no, it's the Hotel Navora, N A V O N A Navorna. They're in Rome. Van Damme is in some vague seaside area in the south of France, and the um, he can't use that car because it's rigged to explode. I was blown away when they that car doesn't explode. Blown away. Yeah, I was blown away almost as much as that nanny slash actor slash assassin was. Um, but the fact that they don't blow up that car that he's like, this car is rigged to explode. I can't use it. I'm like, oh, cool. It'll explode. And it'll explode in some weird timing specific way that it's like right as him and Rodman are like far enough away from the car. But it doesn't. So it was um, the exact moment. It was the exact moment that they uh, ran out of funding and could not do another explosion. Uh, yeah. So they threw in the line. Yeah. You can't take this car. It's rigged. Um, yeah. We <laughs> did skip the skydiving scene oh, uh, with the yeah. sphere. The basketball um, shapes. Yeah, the basketball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he's like, no, I, of course I didn't test it. It's like, what? You didn't, <laughs> yeah. you didn't test but this? Also, like terminal velocity is is still going to be terminal velocity, and they can't land <laughs> yeah. in this inflatable thing and not die upon impact. <laughs> Yeah, so. Especially if there's two of them in there, one of them not like attached to it. Like that's just a big <laughs> ball of blood when it opens up. It, oh. it appears to be made out of that material that those big um, like sheets that you would have in gym class and like yeah. middle school was made out of. Yeah, that you would like lift up, and the teacher was like, "I don't know. I guess this is a class." Uh, I'd sooner have one of those than parachutes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's more like a parachute. It's yeah, called a parachute. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's another basketball joke, believe it or not. Like, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Rodman has been essentially kidnapped by Van Damme. He's stuck mm-hmm. in the south of France with him. Um, and he's, like, for whatever reason, convinced to continue on this journey with Van Damme. He's like, well, if I leave, then I'm out of the movie. He's like, I need to get to um, Rome. And Rodman says something like, I can, I know somebody here. I can get us, like, transportation or whatever. Um, so he steals a car. And then he like drives the car over. Do you remember the the joke Van Dam says to Rodman, like when he's like sticking out of the car? Does he say why didn't you steal something bigger? That makes more sense. Oh, it's, it's more dry. unhinged oh, than. Oh, like, I knew. Okay, because uh, I actually laughed out loud at this. Oh, yeah. He says, "You look like a carrot with earrings." Yeah, he says, oh, yeah. Like a "Carrot with earrings." Because at this point, oh yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, no, he was wearing like this big orange, orange like thing. hood, yeah. and his hair has changed colors yet again. Yeah. Yes, yes. I which brings up a great point in this. There are a couple times where Rodman's character 
is um, sort of trying to blend in with the crowd, which is not possible yeah. for Dennis Rodman. <laughs> if Dennis Rodman was dressed normally, he would be a striking figure. Yeah, it's like, right, right. Yeah, but he's also always dressed in a like a loud outfit with like crazy hair right. that seems to change every time you like turn away from him, like a like a little like illusion. That's what I'm wondering. He has the time to dye his hair. Like when he's on that airplane, he must just be like with a mirror and some hair dye because it's continuously changing. Also, I laughed at the scene where he was sticking out of the car. It was, yeah. It's such yeah, a, that a, was a pretty cheesy, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, ga- a gimmick where, like, yeah. visually, yeah. but I laughed. It was really great. Oh, I mean, when you have Dennis Rodman, put him in a tiny European car yes. with yeah. his head sticking mm-hmm. out. Like, yeah, no you're doubt. in Europe. Yeah. yeah. But this is the content you come to this podcast for. So driving from <laughs> one of the seaside towns of the south of France, like, let's say, Marcel, to Rome is about 900 <laughs> miles or 1,450 kilometers. And it would take about 10 to 11 hours, according to Google Maps. Mm. Do you think Rodman is driving with his head, Dino the dinosauring out of that yeah. sunroof for 10 hours? It Whoa. feels like he could stand up and wear that car like a yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that's what the movie implies. Yeah. Well, he puts Bam Bam on top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> we can dispute this at this one, but, but that didn't that happen after the plane ride? They were already in Italy when they, they did the car. They land in Van Damme's... They land in oh. where Van Damme's in the south of France, and oh, then right, right, he's right, like, right, "I need right, transportation." Right, right. It could right, 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 be right, right. closer than Marcel, but I yeah, picked yeah. a seaside town in the south of France. Mm-hmm. Like and it, it's very important for a movie to establish like a visual language so you can understand where people are and like the geography of any given scene. This movie has the problem where it jumps between drastically different locations in like different parts of the world and like cuts back and forth and it's very yeah. confusing. And they're all yeah. like kind of similar architecture. Mm-hmm. Like the south of France and Rome don't have like drastically different architecture. And even or we only ever go to Antwerp in the dead of night at like mm-hmm. and like the red light district. Mm-hmm. So we've never been to like oh here's the cent- one of the central like buildings in Antwerp or anything like that. Um so then they make it to Rome in like a like a wipe or whatever. It happens real quickly. <laughs> St- like um, Rodman is now dressed like one of the cherry poppin' daddies with totally different hair. Totally different hair. He yeah. must have dyed it in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he no longer looks like a carrot with earrings. <laughs> um, so they're like trying to figure out the plan. There's like a 10 second period of time where you think that Dennis Rodman's actually going to like demand of Van Damme any sort of compensation for his help or anything. He shows him a picture of an ultrasound and he's like, actually, you don't have to pay me or anything. I'll help you. Um, And so they're like, what's the plan? We don't have a plan. So then he like emails like, who is yeah. he emailing? I don't know. Everyone. Like, it's not a question yeah. for us, right? Because I had the same question. No, no. It's, it doesn't say, but he's like, I'll send this email. And Rodman's like, well, Stavros will intercept it. And it's like, that's the plan. It's like, but email to who? Did yeah. he email? Like, it was supposed to be like a John yeah. Wick Assassin's Network or it's, something. Because they're like, oh, everyone's here now. Like they, yeah. they were saying that like a bunch of people showed up. I don't yeah. know. It's some kind of special device that he uses. It's like a pager that yeah. just goes to, like, it's like, oh, it like goes to I've an got ATM. my Stavros pager. Like, yeah. let me just type in Stavros, this. Yeah, everybody like, yeah. associated But again, everybody, that's yeah. not how email works. No, it's not. <laughs> you should go, you should take He a, replied all. Yeah. You should take a still from that and then add our, our like, podcast email mm-hmm. to the top of that. Yeah. yeah, it's got that old green text, which yeah. you love to see. Mm-hmm. So then, as somebody said before, um... Stavros like 
whatever the email says, it's like, we're going to go to this like square in Rome, which it looks beautiful mm-hmm. and it's really it cool. And then Stavros is there and then like six other different kinds of secret and non-secret police are there. I almost made that a question and I got kind of bored like listing, <laughs> listing all of them. And I'm like, well, no one will re- like know anyway. So it's, <laughs> there's a lot. And they make they they make a joke about it that they're like everybody's there. The one thing I want to point out about the square is that uh, Van Damme was so careful with his, his disguise, like his costume and the yeah. hair and the tiny glasses. Looks great. And like again, put time and effort into that, and then immediately drops his like yeah. his whatever disguise and just starts running and screaming across the square. And Dennis Rodman does say, no, it's what they want you to do. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, every whenever you're in disguise, everyone wants you to break disguise so you know who you are. But, yeah, just running and screaming, Catherine! Like, he could have snuck up. He could have, like, not give away his location. There's a lot of things he could have done besides that. And Dan, uh, um, Rodman is a true audience surrogate in that moment <laughs> where it's like, no, that's what they want you to do. I'm like... Yeah. Listen yeah. to Dennis Rodman. Yeah, you know you've gone down the wrong path when Rodman is the voice of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then they have a fight in the square. Which is awful and yeah. horrific. Yeah. And like I don't know if all of these people are supposed to be government agencies, but they're playing real fast and loose with their guns. Uh, yeah. Mass like, shootings in this movie. Yeah. The carnival, mm-hmm. the maternity ward, the Rome, like they outside, of, broad daylight. They it's a movie that almost does a good job where it's like pretty much everybody in this square is a combatant. So anybody mm-hmm. who's shot is like is sort of co signing that. In the square they have a wedding, mm-hmm. and that no, yeah. they never like the bride doesn't pull out like a like <laughs> yeah, a rifle yeah. from her like. That that's what you want to see. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, that would be if John Woo was doing this movie. Mm-hmm. She would <laughs> that that woman would be also like an agent or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, a lot of movies would have the crowd thin out like as the gunfight was happening. Yeah. None of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. none of that. People getting killed. Yeah, know, I, which... I think at one point doesn't one of the characters like the. The bride and groom get killed, do they not? And I think, like, explicitly they're targeted at one point. That I could I be wrong remember. about that. I think the groom isn't on the horse-drawn carriage. The bride is. And then, like, somehow Van Damme, like, um, separates from the horse-drawn carriage when she's still there. But it might All be right. the case. Yeah. Yeah. I Big shout-out to the horse guy, the guy in the <laughs> with the cape who's on the oh, horse. Yeah. It's a great oh. fit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he looks he's good. Firing his automatic weapon. Oh, he like is firing all over the place. He comes in <laughs> like, real hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Who was that guy? I with? don't know, but like, he was great. I think that was the Italian like mounted police mm-hmm. or okay. something like that. So. He sort of gets shot, and then the horse pulls away, like yeah. the end of Shane. Yeah, the Italian mounted police, one of the sponsors for today's podcast. Oh, great. <laughs> so Van Dam then goes into the hotel. Um, He's confronted by two very strange, like, um, people with equally silly, like, um, types of, like, weapons and stuff like that. Can anybody remember what the two weapons are? Okay, the the first guy has a giant, it's giant, it's a giant briefcase that has a gun in it. it giant? That gets knocked out of his hand immediately. <laughs> and he never uses. The second man holds a knife with his foot. Yeah, he holds and a knife between like, his toes. Yeah, yeah. he's trying to kick yeah. Van Damme. Which would have been cool for like maybe 10 seconds, but mm-hmm. then he continues to do that and not use his hands. I feel yeah. like it would have been cooler if he like threw the knife up with his feet and caught it after doing the kicks. Yeah, or it was like kicking, but then also like punching yeah. or grappling or something like, like the, that. Just the knife and just the toes, that just went on for too long. He fights with soccer rules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he can do like headbutts too. And but there's also a... a Gar- Garat, 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 
Point, he does use a garage, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Which again doesn't seem like it's like, well, why even bother with the toe thing? Yeah. Man? Just use a knife and a garage, <laughs> or mm-hmm. use the toe knife thing on. Lights. Guns are good, like yes. for, yes, for killing. Disagree. Yeah. Uh, not good, but they're <laughs> effective at getting bandanas. Yeah, they're even more effective when you put it in a huge like guitar-sized case and then have to swing that around instead yeah, of using Yeah, because he holds the briefcase like really low down to the ground so he could shoot at his shins maybe. Yeah. The the really good trick that Stavros, and this is good if any of you want to use this if you're trying to kill Van Damme at any point, <laughs> any point they should lives. have, he should have rigged the cow sculpture to explode <laughs> and then when he's trying to like get around it, it blows up. Yeah, I, well he should have started like somehow get Van Damme to put shampoo in his hair, mm-hmm. and so yeah. then he'll be like kind of disoriented. The and then when thing he that's foiled him, yeah, yeah he toxic shampoo. The, yeah, he bumps into the cow, and then it explodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, v- after Van Damme has dispatched all these people, wearing that silly coat that he's wearing, and I believe wears for the rest of the movie, because the coat that he was wearing as the like disguised like backpacker, yeah. um, he is able to figure out where the hospital is. How does he figure out like where the hospital is? Uh, they have like a he had put it like a tag on the mirror. Yeah, it's um, like a prescription yeah. label that Mickey yeah. Ward rips off and puts on the mirror. How would you rip that off of the prescription label and then put it on the mirror? Well, I, I thought he was purposely trying to get him like come and get to go me. to the hotel or to go to the hospital. Maybe I think so. <laughs> yeah, because he yeah, wants bold because his his goal is to kill his son the way that yeah. uh, Van Damme right. had his killed. But I don't know the whole like com- like this is where, like you can try to stop me if you want. I'm gonna get you any. I don't know. It, yeah. it was just a lot of like showing his hand. Another plan where it seems that Stavros knows Van Damme will like come out on top. Like yeah. you have to be like if you're the like the knife book guy and you see him do that, it's like well, wait. Do you not think I'm gonna survive mm-hmm. this? Like, do you, do you not think w- that we're gonna win in this set piece? Like, what do you? Why would you like do that? If his plan is to kill him personally, why not just? Right, I'm at the Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> like, come here. Like, if he's he keeps leaving these breadcrumbs to follow him to different places, but it seems also that he has the plan for the Coliseum worked out from the beginning because it's so elaborate. Like, why not just go right there? <laughs> the only thing my son loved more than riding his pony on the weekend were elaborate assassinations. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um. They've gotten his wife to the hospital, uh, Stavros's men. And when they enter the hospital, and probably he also victimizes one of the like um, health workers there, he turns to his henchmen and he, he says, and I've wrote this down, I don't want him to know what day it is. He doesn't say who the him is. He doesn't say, like, what could that mean? Yeah. Maybe it's the wife's birthday. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> 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 I mean, it makes no sense. Like he's what he said, like your, you know, your your kid is coming tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. he told him the day already. Yeah. I oh my god. Yeah, and also after the uh, baby's delivered, he says kill both the women. Mm-hmm. And so the OBGYN is not like a terrorist OBGYN. Like she's mm-hmm. like I guess a real OBGYN that's not part of Savarus's crew. No, but she was also pretending to be the uh, museum person. That's a different woman. Oh. The OBGYN. No, I thought they had the same name, Maria. I think they might, but so his girlfriend is the museum woman. Yeah, he got a girlfriend right after his baby mama died. 
I guess I so. Guess yeah. Well, I think they were already separated. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it okay. if it is the same person, that is impressive. They think, are a doctor, also like knowledgeable about art, and okay, like can pretend to be this, like an art gallery I they person. They were the same like, person because when she calls up the wife originally, she's like, if I, "My name is Maria Trifilos or whatever." And then when they look up at the prescription on the the, the Cybermonk network. Um, it's, they have a picture of her face, and it says Maria Trifanenomeno. So uh, doing work for the movie, what <laughs> I t- took that to mean was his girlfriend is picking up prescriptions for her, oh. and the OBGYN is a different woman. I they're all blonde. It. They're all blonde white women, and they're very <laughs> hard to tell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the OBGYN doesn't seem to be part of Sovereign's crew. She has a gun in her purse. Mm-hmm. And... She also knows that they're going to the Coliseum. So maybe that is the case, that it is the girlfriend character too, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Like, I'm yeah. glad I didn't make any of these questions. I, I got the sense that maybe the doctor was with them. And then changed, had to change her. And then had to change her. Because she says, uh, she, she saved me. Or something like at the one point, like yeah, as Van Damme was yeah like as if to imply that she wouldn't save her, you know. Well, she saved her because she shot that other right. guy who was going to kill oh, her. Oh yeah, yeah, Both yeah. Of them, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, it totally, totally could be. I watched this movie four times, <laughs> like, <laughs> like some in preparation for this. Perhaps it's hmm. my, my fault, but. How many times did they expect you to watch this movie in order to get that? No, no, it makes sense. Like my, what I was thinking when I was watching it is that she was working with them, and then she just felt so bad that uh, Catherine had to, you know, her husband's dead. She got to brought to this like back alley clinic where she's giving birth and like is kidnapped and under these pressures, and then had her baby snatched from her right away. The trauma that goes through that that caused a change of heart for the OBGYN. It wasn't until that last thing. They've been like <laughs> drugging her and dragging her around Rome while she's very pregnant. But it's like, this is a bridge. To, and knew the whole time that that was the plan. But this yeah. is a bridge too far. It's totally possible. This movie could, it could be anything with this movie. Yeah, this movie cares so little for everyone who's not on the double team. <laughs> and yeah. even Rodman, it gives very little time yeah. to. So then Van Damme has the prescription, but he doesn't know where they are now. So um, Rodman says he has like um, people he knows in the area, but you'll never guess who they are. <laughs> um, what was the name of the group that Rodman knows in Rome that helps him find where the um, hospital is? The Cybermonks. Yeah, the Cybermonks. Oh, I thought it was going to be something more specific than that. I did too. Because you said the name the of the group. I was like, oh. Yeah, so they do a lot of... Like the order of that. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't do any of that. I was convinced there would be, and I actually at one point thought they were called the Brotherhood, and then I control... And the, that word never comes up in, in like the movie. The so. Brotherhood of Evil Monks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the Brotherhood of like uh, Techie Monks. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're real online. They're probably listening to this podcast right now, so yeah. shout out to the Cyber oh, yeah, Monks. The yeah. Cyber Monks. Listening mm-hmm. in on everything. Didn't yeah. they do the, the recount in Arizona? Oh, that was the Cyber Ninjas, I think. Uh, yeah. My, my yeah, it's a different class in D&D. Yeah, my, <laughs> I, my apologies. Yeah. Yeah. It did make me confuse what Yaz really does. I know he's like the guy to go to for weapons, and he talks about mm. the weapons he makes, and then he's also explosives, and then he's also a cyber... He sets up a mainframe for them, so he's a computer guy, too? Mm-hmm. Is he a jack-of-all-trades? Yeah, what, what's your problem with that? <laughs> I know one thing about him, and that it's he's not a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> so... The cyber monks help them figure out where the hospital is. 
And then there's this weird back and forth where, like, Radman's like, okay, you go here and I'll go here. Because at one point he, like, the only way to get in is to, like, boost you up. So they, like, boost Van Damme up. <laughs> and then he walks into a door that appears to be, like, 10 feet from where he boosts, like, Van Damme up. They do, like, different fighting where they got to do the one thing that they certainly wanted to do when they paired up this small man and this like <laughs> giant man where van damme's like climbing all over him and he like gets tossed um i do actually want to shout out rodman's acting action acting looks great in this because they did like the yeah. two things that a guy that big if you can have him kick people and you can have him throw people it looks great mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah, yeah. He, he does commits. some good grappling yeah yeah and yeah. the stuntmen all do a good job too like that is the pretty much the one action set piece we have with Rodman like fighting is kind of that like the scene in the hospital Van Damme goes up to the hospital almost kills the OBGYN but like is stopped by his wife and then Rodman's like okay we're switching you hang out the Van Damme's like you hang out with the wife I'm gonna go get the baby and then at some point that switches back and forth like one or two more times is really complicated (laughs) double teaming it yeah so then they finally go to the set piece that you've all been waiting to talk about <laughs> the Coliseum and if my historical if, Coliseum if what I found online is right this is the final movie that the government of Italy has allowed anybody to film in the Coliseum wait they actually filmed there yeah it's filmed mm-hmm. in the that I'm 100% sure of that Damn. this movie is filmed in the Coliseum I'm sure there's parts that are like little sets when there's like explosions and stuff and it's very clear that a lot of the explosions in the Coliseum are added af- yeah. digitally afterwards but this Maybe movie that still is what caused them to stop wait they there. didn't <laughs> blow up the Coliseum no. was part I was of gonna movie. say of course it was the last one they blow it up <laughs> <laughs> the movie yeah, so um, there's Stavros and all of his sweaty, smooth, he looks great. like 80s steroids <laughs> glory and with no shirt. Did anybody catch the line when he introduces the tiger? Oh, oh. Um, I'm going to guess. I, yeah. I remember parts of it. I think yeah. it's uh, something about man being the, not weapon, but like, no, I can't remember. Uh. Does anybody have a guess? Mm-hmm. Hey, look, it's a tiger. <laughs> That's not a bad guess. Uh, it, do you have a guess, Bob? Um, I like how you click the, the buzzer. <laughs> 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 um, he's watching us all with the eye That's of the a tiger. Man is dangerous. The tiger's more dangerous. That's almost exactly it. You oh, got really? it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. Man are strong, Jack, but the tiger is strong. <laughs> Is that technically, I guess man, men, or it's, I'm sorry, men are strong, Jack, but the tiger is stronger, which is it, true. Yeah. Is Van Damme's name Jack in this movie? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, Jack great. Quinn. great. Yeah. I'm, I'm both happy and very sad that the tiger reappears in the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because happy that it wasn't just one scene with the tiger, but also sad that it is more scenes with the tiger. Yeah, it is yeah. Chekhov's tiger. Yes. Yeah. Are, are like, we to believe it's the same tiger? So, like... Stavros's son is killed at that carnival, and then he doubles back and steals their tiger. <laughs> he bonded with the tiger. I mean, yeah. like police are coming in, like bearing <laughs> down on their location, but gotta get back and steal that tiger. Yeah, he's like, we have to figure out how to get revenge on Jack Quinn. What do you think of Tiger? And the tiger like moves its eyes, like, yes, the Colosseum. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then almost immediately after, I have the timestamps on the thing. Um, he. Um, introduces 
the mines. Does anybody remember the line that he gives, like, to, like, kind of introduce the mines? Uh, he says, watch your step, Quinn. No, but that's uh, a good okay. guess. <laughs> yes. Darn. Yeah, I mean, that might be said yeah. at one point. But. He, he says something to the effect of, it's uh, not a problem. Mines aren't a problem if you step on them. It's a problem if you step off them. That's exactly yeah. it. The exact line is, it's okay to step on a mine. It's stepping off that counts. Yeah. Which almost seems like a like a play on some sort of it's the thought that counts or something like that. Doesn't doesn't he have a line that's like I bet you wish your feet weren't as wide? <laughs> <laughs> he does say something about Rodman having big feet or something. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, like yeah. later in it. Right. He's like he's like, You're a big man, like you yeah. like watch where you step or something like that. But that's with Rodman. Because Van Damme is not a big man. It yeah. doesn't have big feet. <laughs> when when Dennis Rodman shows up at the Coliseum, it's like a jump scare. Mickey yeah. Rourke is nonplus. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, no worries. Like, here comes a professional basketball player. <laughs> Where does he get that bike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, do, great does question. He, does he also know a series of monks who do like BMX and extreme sports or something in Italy? Well, he sold a small car, so bikes are you know not as hard. It, it was really sporting of Mickey Rourke's character to put all those indicators of where the mines were. Yeah, yeah. in the Coliseum. for his own sake too. Well, right, yeah. that comes in play right. later. Right. <laughs> well, wouldn't wouldn't you just not mark them and then you'd know where they were? Right, exactly. That's too what I would think. To remember, and there's though. no way that tiger's not setting off a mark. Too many things. The tiger's gonna, like, yeah. and imagine how upsetting that is. You're like, all right, I've put all the pieces into play. The tiger immediately steps <laughs> on the mine. Everyone You're standing died. there with Van Damme. He's like, I didn't really think this through. <laughs> Van Damme, I'm sorry. But he, like, shows the tiger the thing and then the yeah. tiger knowingly looks to the side and he's like, okay, you get it. He you get how mines mine work. Yeah. In recognition of them. The tiger gives a nod and a thumbs up. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, I, like I see. Yeah. Yeah. From, out, from off screen. Another it's, one of these, huh? Yeah. It's also like, I don't know what the behavior of a tiger would be like in this situation, but the tiger really chases him through the Coliseum. I feel like the tiger would just run away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the tiger would be like, okay, I'm done. I'm or out. Not I'm out. Give chase. Yeah. Like, there's, a, there's another theory where the tiger just mills around the yeah. Coliseum. Right, like, yeah. takes a nap. Yeah, like, yeah. aggressive tiger just by nature, I guess. Right. I would yeah. be aggressive if I was locked in that tiny cage. Yeah. yeah. And in then the, dragged the to Rome. Yeah. yeah. A real tiger that falls from a real distance. No. Yes. <laughs> I, I know. That was the case. Yeah. Because it looked so realistic having the tiger mm-hmm. fall. Oh, like, it no. definitely looked like the tiger fell. No. I don't know what was under there, but I'm sure they did really something bad. that they like didn't maim the tiger in that specific stunt. But like again, yeah. that it's 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 every time there's a big animal on a screen, whether it's this or the Swiss Family Robinsons or yeah. any which way, where those, dogs I, attack I, a yeah. tiger in that I, movie. I am white knuckling through the whole yeah. thing. I'm yeah. like, oh, I see a real horse in a movie these days. I'm like, I'm real like upset. <laughs> yeah, a- animal abuse. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We can only keep one of those in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we should cut that one. Then the first one was better. First one's, yeah. We need that button. Um, yeah. So yeah, and it's I, it's I wrote here. It's crazy after this experience that they don't let anyone film in the Coliseum anymore. <laughs> uh, do you have more Coke content, or can we talk about the Coke? <laughs> uh, both? You can definitely talk about. We have I have like two more things, like notes to say. But yeah, like the Coke 
can explosion at the end. Yeah, the I, machine explosion. Coca Cola yeah. should be credited third in this movie, <laughs> and it should be called Triple Team. I did wonder how much money they paid to have the Coca Cola machine save them all at the end. One of the greatest scenes in cinema yeah. history. My, my yeah. theory is Pepsi might have paid to have Coke in this movie. Yeah, it really comes from the like Crystal Skull school of like an appliance that saves you from a big explosion. Yeah. But that's the whole thing because they're at the Coliseum. It's like there's no touristy like tourism stuff there but there is a coke machine just standing there yeah and the explosion happens and all the coke machines start moving yeah. <laughs> it's like they're stepping forward <laughs> like we gotta get out of here yeah it's like the um in Beauty and the Beast the wardrobe yeah. 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 When, when we first saw this movie Mark and I were howling when this scene came up oh so good right before that happens Dennis Rodman turns to um after they find their son his son for like the third time in the coliseum because mm-hmm. he keeps getting like <laughs> lost and hidden and found again he um he says this place is gonna blow why would that happen like <laughs> yeah. their mines are famous for blowing like up mm-hmm. like because yeah. you only want to like in a, a mine field works because each mine doesn't set off the other mine in the explosion i guess did he say that after he moved the markers and that's why he was saying like anything can happen we should get out of here now it is after he moved the markers but that doesn't make the mines any more explosive (laughs) and the coliseum is famously a big stone structure Mm -hmm. so it's not like one explosion would cause the whole structure to collapse (laughs) it would just blow straight up and then everything else including all the other mines would be fine but yeah, Stavros steps on a mine, and the explosion is huge. It's very, very huge, and it's very, very fake. It's like some real <laughs> screensaver mm-hmm. nonsense. As the tiger jumps towards Mickey, like <laughs> Rorik, and the explosion happens, and it like it sparkles on the screen, mm-hmm. and then the coke cans save uh, the coke machines save them. Uh, yeah, uh, the tax man is with them at this point. Yeah, but do his ex coke. Yeah, Deus ex coke. <laughs> um, but not only is that explosion used. All of the coin explosions are huge. He's like, this is my lucky coin. They use mm-hmm, that to get yeah. into the Coliseum. There's or, not a, that much steam in that coin. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's a second lucky coin. He has two lucky coins, which yeah. kind of like... Can't be that lucky. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, but then also speaking of explosions, they're trying to set up a bomb somewhere to get in... I forget what happened before the Coliseum, but the, the fuse they have is too short. Mm-hmm. And so they decide to... It's another basketball joke moment, mm-hmm. but they decide to throw a skull at it. Did throwing a skull ignite the fuse like did that cause it to combust yeah so the way that a (laughs) uh, like a detonator works is it it connects the circuit and so the idea would be if you have two nearby you just have to connect the circuit to cause the explosion okay so you didn't have to light a fuse (laughs) Mm -hmm. you can throw something at it and the idea being that it it like connects them after it hits them or like some sort of spark or something i mean we all know how like conductive skulls are (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's the same scene from one of the cold opens from the scary movie movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where Shaq and um, Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil <laughs> yes, are in, like, Saw, and they have to, like, oh he has God. to make a free throw to get out of their Saw trap, yeah. Which is also a joke 
about not just basketball, but the specifics of a player. Mm-hmm. Where Dennis Rodman in this movie says, I hate practice, something specific about him personally. And then Shaq is not able to make a free throw in the Saw movie because he's famously not a great like distance <laughs> shooter, which is something that it, with each passing year, less and less people will understand that joke. Mm-hmm. As, Sad. Yeah, a built-in expiration date into your movie. Mm-hmm. The um, Yaz is like the tax man is like about to take Van Dam, but then Yaz throws a second lucky coin and <laughs> it explodes, and then the movie's kind of over at that yeah. point. He the says, Streets are very empty after mm-hmm. a historical monument mm-hmm. exploded, and they yeah. just take their time outside. And one of the most like famous cities on earth, <laughs> yeah. They really have a, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful adventure moment yeah. where they like sort of laugh and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> but then they sort of undercut it because they do the toodaloo thing. Yeah. yeah which is also kind of charming, but it's like they, they almost do three things to end that scene instead yeah. of completely yeah. doing one thing. To I don't end think that I scene. understood the toodaloo thing. I don't know if there's much to understand. Yeah. Nope. Control F, it's the only time Toodaloo is ever said <laughs> in the movie. It's like, it's not a callback. It seems like a, a phrase that Dennis Rodman would have come across. Yaz's character would have come across at one point being a, an American living in Antwerp. Somebody mm-hmm. saying Toodaloo, but he seems real confused about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great writing. Yeah. The total after round two is Steve with four. I have six and Bob has five. Um, so that's the end of the second round. I've got one more round. Oh, oh It's not a double team of rounds. There's three rounds. So double team has a number applied in the title. And so for this final round, um, I'm, all the questions are about how many times something happens. So I'm not sure why you buzzed Yeah, why did you buzz uh, it? Two. Oh, two. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's two. The double team, yeah, implies two. Okay. So Great. I've got... There's a lot that happens in this movie and a lot of stuff that happens multiple times. For instance, how many times do we see the butterfly tattoo on the wife? And you're asking specifically on the wife? Yeah, the wife's butterfly tattoo. Okay, two times? Yep, two times. Yeah, we see it um, in the opening scene at the house and then when she wakes up in Rome. I didn't know if you also wanted it on the calendar. Oh. And the wall. But oh, and the wall. I would have gotten it wrong. Right. So. Well, the next question I had is there are two other scenes that prominently feature a butterfly <laughs> drawing, Stavros's terrorist attack, and the calendar. So there you go. Um, but the next question, um, how many scenes are there where Rodman makes a basketball reference? And oh, God. Bob? Was the question how many times or how many scenes? How many scenes? There are, there are, I think, a few times where it happens kind of in one succession. I kind of only counted that as one. I'm going to say four. He mentions, like, being on defense a lot, so I'm going to say five. Um, I think it's probably more than that. I'm going to say six. So the number that I have, and... Don't at me. This is my, the, all these are my counts, I should say at the beginning, is five. There are five Ooh. scenes where Rodman makes a basketball reference. At te, um, 10 minutes into the movie, he says, offense gets the glory, but defense yeah. wins the game. Then 50 minutes into the movie, there's a long air, like where we're not getting a lot of Rodman basketball content. Or Rodman at all. Oh, uh, or Rodman yeah. at all, yeah. Um, he says, 
that's what I call hang time when they're falling out of and hang time is a term in basketball for the amount of time when they jump to when they release the ball either to pass or shoot I'm counting that so, um, at 57 minutes Rodman says why didn't you tell me before and Van Dan says what for you always play defense and then Rodman says it's time to get off the bench the best defense is a good offense right the defense isn't on the bench. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, that's all one, like, that's all within, like, a few seconds of each other. So that's the third scene. The fourth scene, in the square, he's fighting with a guy Rodman is, and then he says, you're out of the game, which is crazy <laughs> that a henchman would say you're out of the game. And then yeah, real Rod- weird. Yeah, and then Rodman yeah. says, you sure? Again, it, presumably, like, an Italian henchman or something like that. Like, And then he, like, stops him, and then... He throws him and he says, he's up, he's in. And then like, he walks away and says, that was a five-pointer. <laughs> Not something you can get in basketball. Not a thing. Yeah, you can get a four-pointer. Um, and then finally, the scene where they're throwing the skulls, he says, oops, air ball. And then Van Damme says, you need a practice, man. And he says, I hate practice, but I've never missed twice. Okay. So five scenes. I would, I would like to contest to this. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would like to contest this because there, and I, an I didn't know if you were going to clock this. So mm-hmm. there is the scene where he's fighting at the hospital. Yes. The guys, and he takes one of the dudes and he throws him up into the thing like he's a basketball. Uh, and no. then he says... I've dispatched you like you were. <laughs> and, and then he pulls him down and says, don't worry, I'll get that down for you, as one would a basketball if it was stuck between the rim yeah, and, and the he, backboard. And then he takes another basketball and tries to throw it to like dislodge the henchman. No, these are... It vo- is a basketball reference. But basketball references is what I'm, I'm, I'm rewatching that scene afterwards. Right. Yeah. The episode has an asterisk on it. Yeah, yeah. There, this is a real black I hope that prize is <laughs> bad. Um, so, anyway, like, if we can skate past that controversy. <laughs> um, so, we're heading back to the scene in the warehouse before the carnival scene. So, in that scene, we meet his team, and they speak in cliches. We've kind of already talked about this before. There are mentions of three animals in that scene. Can anybody like um, name the three animals? One is a hummingbird. Yeah, that the aforementioned hummingbird. <sighs> that was That's cool. the only one I remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. I to guess the other ones: a hummingbird, a tiger, <laughs> and a fish. Nah, maybe have a, yeah, you have a, a, a snake. A snake mention. Oh, snake there is was one. a snake Ooh. mention. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Does anybody want to try for the? Third oh well, one? can I guess a third yeah, animal? Could, yeah. All right. Um, uh, panda. No. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any guesses? Um, so hummingbird, snake, lion. No. So the lines are from a thousand yards. I can shoot the dick off of a hummingbird. The line we've only mentioned that like five or six times probably <laughs> um he's like a snake if you look into his eyes he will get you is one of the lines that van damme says of savros makes he, sense <laughs> which seems like something that they included in the movie but like didn't finish including because stavros does do that one thing where he like he looks at the tiger like slow motion but he, yeah he never does anything where he seems to like charm people using his eyes and then the um, other one is again from Van Damme. Two darts will kill a man, three will kill a rhino. Um. Mm. The next 
question that I have. How many set pieces are there with the tiger? Two? Yep, there are two. The Coliseum and the Carnival. Mm, well, I guess oh, it doesn't curious. count. There's also a tiger in the opening like uh, montages of the uh, for the um, for the, the studio. <laughs> the studio has a tiger. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Croatia. In it. Yes. That is yes. true. On the YouTube version of the movie that we all watched, whatever rights holder does have a tiger in their like um, their production logo. That doesn't count. <laughs> but I appreciate you calling out production logos. I always love talking about them. In movies. Uh, there is that scene where Dennis Rodman takes the tiger, takes a tiger, and shoots it like a, <laughs> like basketball. a basketball. There's that one scene in Antwerp where there's a tiger with like a snorkel. Like, <laughs> and do you, do we think? And this might be a dumb question, but do we think that? Tigers were just included in this movie because they resemble basketballs a little bit. Oh, I hope <laughs> like no. orange I can, and black here, stripes. I, can answer that I, I for dare you. say I did not think. Yeah. Okay, oh, gosh. no, oh. I, I looked it up. <laughs> All right, yeah, and it said specifically that it wasn't yeah. just <laughs> okay. Great, great. That oh, does sound like it could be an IMDb <laughs> trivia. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, a tiger was not chosen for this movie yeah. because <laughs> it resembles a basketball. These four people found that fact helpful. <laughs> yeah, how many set pieces in this movie? Prominently feature Coca-Cola. I'm going to say four. No, I'm sorry. <sighs> I think it's three. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's three times. So yeah, can I list them off for oh, you? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you've got the scene in the beginning uh, at the carnival where they, they shoot the Coca-Cola cans, <laughs> a casualty of war. <laughs> um, you've got the Coke can that he staples his fingerprint to. Oh, yeah, the escape. that's the Yeah, one and then you've got the, the, the lumbering machines that <laughs> lay down their life for, yeah. for, double, for the double team. Yeah, and the Coliseum, yes. The carnival, the escape, and the Coliseum is what I have here. So um, going back to the carnival fight, after that's over, they go into the hospital. How many employees in the hospital do we actually see? And this includes obviously living and dead. At the hospital, I only saw one. It was the guy stuck in the elevator. No, not one. This is the hospital after the carnival. Yes, I'm sorry. The hospital after the carnival, yeah. Um, I want to say it's two. Yes, it's two employees. So there's the one at the beginning that um, Mickey Rorick like harms at the end, and then the second mm-hmm. one is in the elevator. Yeah. You just see his like legs. And the yeah. elevator doors yeah. are hitting him. But Which, I am I am counting him as an employee because he was in Scrubs. Yeah. So that's an example of like when I said that uh, there are a lot of like interesting sort of shots or interesting things in this movie. Like it's very macabre, but it's you know an interesting way to show that like. The Mickey work came through and like, yeah, you know, went on a rampage. It's yeah. like the elevator door trying to close on somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they're making a movie. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but it does make you wonder where's everybody else? Yeah, yeah, where are they in Rome? Yeah, where are they in this presumably Antwerp like, yeah. like carnival? It's not clear where the carnival is. I don't think during the hospital scene, they really like the sugar glass they break a lot of glass in this movie how many times do they explicitly show one of the characters breaking glass just in the hospital just in the hospital scene uh let's say i I think it's like a lot um let's say 
six times. Six times? Wow, I only remember it happening once, and it's because the glass was going towards the babies, and I was like, shit. Um, <laughs> but I feel like it's, it just, people feel like it's a lot. I'm gonna say three. Um, uh, real quick, I'm saying how many, like, not like set pieces, how many panes of glass are explicitly yeah, like, I don't remember three. Okay. Yeah, you're, I just wanted to make you're sure. You're not asking how like many. I'm wrong. Can I change? No, 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 no. no. You're not saying, asking how many. You said something that made it sound like you were, I was saying set pieces. Because oh, gotcha. sometimes okay. we do say set pieces, or sometimes, like, this is how many times, like, on camera, yeah. somebody's body or some object goes through a pane of glass. Just in the hospital scene. Just in the hospital scene. Okay, yeah. you've answered my question, but I. I was going to ask, are you asking how many pieces of glass splintered? Because <laughs> I would take the so higher. I guess the beans. Um, the I'll say four. Nine <gasps> times. Oh, my God. Yeah, who was closest? Yeah. That, that was Bob. Bob. That was Bob. Do I right. get a point? Yeah, sure. <gasps> um, yeah, without going over. Wow, I really don't remember that. So it begins, picture in your mind's eye. <laughs> Stavros has entered the building. And he, there's that hapless guard um, sipping from that tiny, tiny teacup. <laughs> he grabs him and yeah. put, pulls him through the uh, glass. That's one. For he some reason. pushes him through a second pane of glass. That's two. And then punches one and kicks one. Four in the lobby. Oh for God. some reason. Yeah. Wait, it's in succession? Like he just goes like that? Yeah, yeah, it's just filmed like an arm coming through and then like a leg coming. And then he jumps through a fourth one. Um... And then he then... And then the scene ends, and I got the point. <laughs> <laughs> he then... Um, they're having the um, conversation, the two of them, before things go off. And then he shoots two panes of glass that are each get their own framing. And then all the babies start to cry. Yeah. This is where it gets strange. So we're on six right is now. It? So again, it's like the... Um, they, He's lost track of JCVD, and they're like kind of in different areas. But JCVD sees him. He, JCVD jumps through a pane of glass in one of the doors, and then he jumps through a second pane of glass to get into a different room. Oh so now we're on um, what is that? Uh, eight. That's eight. Yeah, yeah. and then. JCVD is punched through a pane of glass by Stavros when they're in hand to hand. That's nine. So I'm, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm at nine, and I'm like, okay. Then there is a fight near a glass door, an all glass door, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a number ten. <laughs> and then he kicks Stavros through the door, but then the door is open, Aww. so there's no broken glass. Aww. They're in the next room, and then um, I was like so jazzed, and then. He kicks him through a different door to put him back into the first room. So he kicks him into a, one room. There's no glass. And then he kicks him back into the same room. So it's just nine. I hope nine. someone at home is drawing a diagram yeah. of this. You and listener they're drawing me, waving yeah. my arms around, <laughs> explaining. I was, I was about to say, you listener at home, you will never experience someone having as much joy as Mark <laughs> had just now explaining the glass. He had the biggest smile on his face. Yeah. A lot well, of and you love to see it. Yeah. Well, we have to keep moving on, I'm afraid. So Aww. the next number-based question I have is um, going back to the carnival and the hospital scenes. We have to combine this. How many grenades does Mickey Rourke use in this meeting up with his son? Two. Not two. 
I'm going to say three. Three, yes. He throws two grenades at people in the carnival and then one in the neonatal unit, <laughs> like at, at Van Damme. The, aside from, like, none, I, I'm assuming Van Damme saves the babies and no one is, like, seriously they hurt. They don't specifically say that. Okay, yeah. well, their hearing is ruined. Yes. Like, yeah. those babies have serious hearing damage. Like, you go, like, a, an adult, like, a grenade goes off and you have problems for the rest of your life a, a baby is yeah. not a good shape babies yeah still in the hospital developing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i so. can't believe they really set off those grenades near those babies <laughs> so i've only got one more number question here and this is one i'm gonna wait for all three of you guys to answer before i say how many times does dennis rodman's hair change color in this mm. movie Counting them all in my head because I did try to write them down. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say five. I was gonna say five. I was gonna say five too. <laughs> I wow. will. Wait, let's all just stick to five, and we can all take the point. No, I, I will. Um, well, it's like the prisoner's dilemma. Hmm. <laughs> I'll bump it down to four. Yeah, I was way off on the glass thing, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say six. So again, this is my count. So it could be wrong, but I was doing a lot of pausing and rewinding and everything. I counted six <gasps> hair colors. <gasps> no. So if you'll if you'll bear with me, it's yellow when they're in Antwerp the first time. Mm-hmm. It's um, a multicolored pattern um, when. Um, after he escapes the island and he comes back to Antwerp. Hey, isn't it the tiger stripes when he's first in Antwerp? Then maybe that's, I called that's it yellow, but that's, yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. that makes sense, yeah. I only saw yellow, but that, yeah, whatever that yeah, color sorry, is, it's it. No problem. <laughs> um, it's white with, like, symbols drawn on it mm-hmm. when they're at the house to fight. So the night that they go back to Van Damme's house. Then it's um, purple in Rome, then it's yellow in the square, probably like not the tiger yellow, as you said. Then it's green when he's in the cyber monk's lair, and it appears to be green for the rest of the movie. And also in the marketing material, I think. So I counted six times that it changed colors. Do you have anything um, you want to contest with that number? Or No, I got the point right. Yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's no wonder that Kim Jong-un is smitten with him. <laughs> like, he really is charming in this film. We've got um, a winner here. After the third round, um, Steve has nine points, Maureen has seven points, and Bob has eight points. So it was real close, yeah. but mm. Steve pulling it out in the final round. Yeah, I well, again, I saw the second half of the movie, so <laughs> I, it really helped with those you questions the about the later part of the movie. Yeah. The co- as a consolation prize, I've got some lovely, refreshing Coca-Cola that I picked out from... Ooh. You'll see Ooh. the machine is walking over right now to yeah. hand you oh. your prize. Yeah, excellent. And um, for you, Steve, here's my lucky coin. Oh. I'm going to flip it oh, very great. prominently with my finger. Like, oh, and thank it, you. That's yeah, so Yeah, but kind. I'll wait until we're done. At the end, I will flip this lucky coin over to Steve. Mm-hmm. But before I do that... That's so personal. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Would you guys recommend this movie? Yeah, absolutely. I, this is worth <laughs> watching. For the, I hope you haven't seen it. I 
I hope you watched it before the episode, if not for the reveal of the Coca-Cola <laughs> <laughs> protecting them. Like, pour, I mean, don't pour one out because that's the opposite of what Coca-Cola wants. Like, enjoy a Coke. <laughs> Go have a Coke. Strongly would recommend Coke. Um, yeah, you can't see it right now, but Steve is head to toe in Coca Cola. I did. Right I now, did yeah. have some Coke yeah. earlier. Yeah. In, in He's wearing a NASCAR like suit, but it's only Coca Cola stickers on it. It's yeah. the best soda. It's not even close. Yeah. Uh, Make sure sorry, you Sprite drinkers. <laughs> Mountain Dew, more like Mountain Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to Coca Cola. Yeah. So, does that answer the question? No. <laughs> yeah. Watch the movie. Yeah. Sure. yeah check out the movie. It's a, it's yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I recommend it. Is especially if you're a fan of the dumb action movies where like you don't have to pay attention to the plot unless you're doing trivia on it. But uh, or if it's just like there's a lot of laugh out loud moments that were not intentional, but were just like really fun to watch. I am a little confused about the title Double Team because I feel like Dennis Rodman's more of a bit of a sidekick character. I would have liked to seen him sort of spursed out a little bit more and not just kind of along for the ride for the second half of the movie. Um, but I guess they're really promoting these two guys uh, as a double team. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You would think from the poster and title of this movie that this movie is about Dennis Rodman like and have Van Damme. Yeah. Like, like some sort of storyline, beeline, something. Exactly. And that's really not what the movie's about. Um, but, yeah, I would say it is a good movie. Um, I think it is a pretty violent movie, I will say, for people thinking about watching it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it is, you know, generally good. Pretty good. What are you guys talking about? Dennis Rodman has a big arc in this movie. At the beginning, his hair is orange with stripes, and at the end, it's green, and he learns what Toodaloo is. (laughs) I was going to make a joke, like, if hair color were wishes, Dennis Rodman would dream. (laughs) What's the end of that? Yeah, what's the name of that expression? If... Wishes were something. No, if oh, if if Den- if hair color were horses, Dennis Rodman would ride. Is oh, the okay. expression? That's yeah. Expression. Or if is if it? yeah, if if hair color were fishes, <laughs> John the Baptist. Fish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 cut that all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or don't. Um, yeah. So I'm a. I also should recommend this movie. <laughs> I'm a. Um, I'm a big fan of this movie. I think I agree with Steve that this is probably my second favorite Van Damme. This is a lot of fun. This is a lot of the stuff that I like about these like 80s and 90s action movies are here. There's still a ton of practical effects, but they the it's still pretty tight. There's a good number of like interesting actors and they definitely put the money on screen. Like set pieces, like um different landscapes different like weapons and characters and stuff like that even stuff that literally lasts a few seconds they seem to like have done more work on than some movies like do for their main plot stuff so definitely check this movie out if you haven't and then finally uh, do you have anything to plug sorry steve yes i would like to plug the expression if wishes were fishes We'd all be swimming in riches, oh. which I've never wow. heard before. I don't no. think, but somehow but you knew it. Seems somehow difficult to say. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, nothing to plug. I mentioned the TV show Slow Ho- Slow Horses earlier. That's a great show if anyone wants to watch that. It's a spy show, and they kind of talk about where agents who like spies who mess up, like where they go. So that's a, it's a it's a more updated version of the colony, let's say. Mm. You wouldn't know anything about spy shows, would you, Bob? Oh, I do. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yes. 
Um, Mission Rejected is a wonderful comedy fiction podcast uh, that you can hear many of my voices in, and you can hear many talented actors and great writing, uh, and enjoy four seasons of the show. So check out Mission Rejected. All right, and of course, we always ask you to rate and review this podcast. Tell a friend; it helps other people find the show. And also, want to shout out Dan Killian, who helped us with the audio for this podcast, as well as the um, some of the music that you hear on here. Um, so, yeah. Without further ado, I'm gonna flip my lucky coin over to Steve, mm -hmm. and we'll see you guys next time. Flick noise. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get a gumball. Oh, oh, watch out! <laughs> oh, Um, Did you just look up? The yeah, I would like to plug the... <laughs> <laughs> no, I have nothing to plug. Oh, okay. Yes, I would like to plug the expression, if wishes were horse... No, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would like to plug the expression, if wishes were fishes, we'd all be swimming in riches. Oh. Which I've never wow. heard before, I don't no. think. But somehow but you knew it? Seems somehow difficult to say. Yeah, anyway.